0: It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley The headlines critical report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute Buckinghamshire schoolboy killed in road crash and Home Office can't speed up Luton custody death investigation
1: BBC Three Counties Radio
0: A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute has concluded conditions there are not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners Prison inspectors say this was in part down to long periods of lock-up and inactivity among inmates coupled with a chronic shortage of staff. More from Tony Fisher. The
2: centre caters for over 400 young men serving among the longest sentences for 18 to 21-year-olds in the country. Inspectors say the regime to manage the violence was either excessively punitive or ineffective and more work needed to be done. They added that
0: staff shortages required the ongoing deployment of temporary staff from other prisons. A 13-year-old boy has died after a two-car collision near Aylesbury on Sunday afternoon. It happened on the A413 at Weedon The boy was travelling in a Vauxhall Corsa, which was in collision with a VW Golf at around 3.30. He's been named by his school as Jeremy Toombs, who attended St Thomas Fremantle in Winslow. The Corsa driver, believed to be his mother, was seriously injured. Police are appealing for witnesses. And a 19-year-old killed in a crash near Hitchin has been named as Jack Mudd from Stevenage. He was in a Peugeot which overturned in Gosmore in the early hours of Sunday. A 19-year-old man from the Hitchin area has been arrested. The Home Office has said it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of a man in custody nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. In a letter to one of the town's MPs, the Home Office say they're sympathetic with the family of Leon Briggs, but they cannot speed up the IPCC's process. Political reporter Paul Scoynes has more.
3: Leon Briggs died at Luton Police Station on the 4th of November in 2013, and the Independent Police Complaints Commission launched its investigation. The very next day. Yet nearly two years on, the family of Mr Briggs say they're no closer to knowing what happened. And the MP for Luton South, Gavin Shuka has been told by the Home Office that it cannot speed anything up. The Home Office Minister, Lord Ahmed, said he is sympathetic with the family of Mr Briggs but the IPCC is independent and cannot be influenced by ministers. The IPCC says it hopes to complete what will be a comprehensive report as soon as possible.
0: The Home Secretary, Theresa May, will tell the Conservative conference in Manchester today that high levels of immigration make it impossible to build a cohesive society. She will say a distinction must be made between economic migrants and refugees, and parents who refuse to pay fines for allowing their children to play truant will have their child benefit docked under plans to be set out by David Cameron. Work to fill a sinkhole that appeared in a St Albans street continuing this morning. Over 420 cubic metres of foamed concrete has been poured into the hole in Fontmel Close. So far, more will be pumped in today. In sport, there are Football League trophy matches tonight for Luton away to Gillingham and Wickham at Bristol Rovers. And Milton Keynes hosts its third and final Rugby World Cup match this evening with Fiji versus Uruguay at Stadium MK. The weather heavy and thundery showers spreading from the south by late morning. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest Latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties
4: wish I was an apple dangling from a tree every time you What I'm really trying to say is I can't give up for you come on home, send you Come on home, send me Come on send me Come on home with me. If I were a musician, I'd harp on just one thing. You should never play my heart the way you pluck a string. If Only you would love me sincerely, tell me so.
1: Local and vocal, across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Guggan Garawal.
5: On BBC Three Counties Radio. Beds, parts and bugs. This
1: is Edward Adu. No.
5: On BBC Three oh. Counties Radio.
6: <laughs> Scott, uh, what is going on? What means I've got to... Uh, Double uh, T. Danny what? Warbucks has brought in um, more drinks. I've got two drinks on the go. This is like the, uh, the mid-90s for me. should sub faster. Thanks. Um, people think I'm weird because when I go out for a meal, I, have th- I like to have three drinks mm-hmm. on the go at the same time.
7: Pepsi challenge.
6: Uh, well, I have um, a hot drink. Tea or coffee, Yep. I have a water, mm-hmm. and then I'll have a fun drink, a fizzy pop.
7: Right, no, that's not weird, that's um, because you and I are both common.
6: There we go, it's is common as You oh, A four, cup five. of tea with your dinner. No, four double five, five double five, five. Now, we played Ed Woodard do there. Um, Scott, am I allowed to play, I'm talking to Scott who doesn't work here, who may be listening, or he may um, still be listening to Norfolk, because he likes Wally Webb. Am I allowed to play the song that you sent me yesterday?
7: You don't hear anything in the next 10 seconds that means yes
6: well i mean i just i don't uh, um uh uh we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll do this and then we'll maybe he, he wrote an excellent um jingle for edward to do, and it's actually brilliant it's brilliant i got it as i got in as i said goodbye to you yesterday and i i, I sat in my car and uh then this this message came through and um because we'll, we'll a someone... song for a do? Uh, D- D- Andrea, I'm uh, just talking to the kids on Twitter. Is that all right? Yeah. This is how Twitter works, isn't it? Voice, It's like voice command. Andrea, message Scott. Ask Scott if I can play Edward a do song. Over. Mm. Come on, the bit in um, in community. Voice control. <laughs>
4: just type it in! <laughs> I
6: know. Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute is unsafe with high levels of violence amongst prisoners. I'm going into a story. It's not just me, you know, having a rant. That's according to the latest report from prison inspectors sorry I forgot the from yep which found inmates are being locked up for too long with nothing to do and a chronic staff shortage is making matters worth. Catherine, tell us more about Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute.
7: Well, it's a training prison which owns for uh, uh, holds over 400 young adult men aged 18 to 21 who are serving among the longest sentence for this age group in the country. Now, over 80% of those held are serving more than four years and 30% are serving more than 10 years to life. Prison inspectors say the risks the prison manages are significant and at the time of their inspection, debilitating staff shortages required the ongoing deployment of temporary staff from other prisons.
6: Okay, so what are the main concerns?
7: Okay, inspectors were concerned to find a number of things that Ellsbury was not safe enough, levels of violence were high, and some incidents were serious. More than half of prisoners reported feeling unsafe at some point, with 155 assaults during the previous six months, some of the violence being gang related and involving weapons. Um, they also found that long periods of lock-up in some uh, some cases inmates only got 45 minutes outside their cell every day and inactivity contributed to the likelihood of violence and aggression they found that many prisoners suspected of of involvement in violence were managed through an excessively punitive incentive and privileges scheme which was ineffective in the end the quality of the environment was mixed and too often inadequate and the quality of staff prisoner relationships was similarly mixed undermined by the numbers of temporary staff and that education programmes were weak, many classes and workshops were closed, owing to staff shortages and the quality of teaching needed improvement.
6: Uh, Are there any positives?
7: Security was well managed yeah, they keep them in their their rooms but drug usage was double the target Um, although the number of prisoners who'd self-harm was high and worse than similar prisons, arrangements to oversee the monitoring of those in crisis was reasonable and some prisoners spoke highly of the care staff provided Um, they found that public protection work was reasonable and the few prisoners uh, the prison discharge were well supported The prison what? The few prisoners the prison discharged were okay, well sorry. supported. Okay, no, no. okay, and offending behaviour work, offending behaviour work was impressive. I have no idea what that means. With some innovative and encouraging initiatives being introduced. Okay. All right, to stop them yeah.
6: um, uh, uh, having w- w- offending behaviour. What's been the mayor? reaction from campaign groups?
7: Well, we'll be speaking later on to Juliet Lyon, the director of the uh, Prison Reform Trust. She says that half of the population of Ellsbury's Young Offenders Institute are still teenagers. Some facing longer in prison than they've been alive. It will be hard to imagine a more damaged or challenging group of young people to look after. So it's deeply distressing to read a report that describes too few staff, many of them temporarily assigned to the prison, trying to cope against unfair odds. Shortages have meant more time in cell, more frustration for those held there and fewer opportunities to work towards rehabilitation. Um, She says Michael Gove's promise to change the fortunes of our prisons cannot come a moment too soon.
6: What's being done to address the concerns? Well...
7: The senior civil servant responsible for the prison service in England and Wales is called Michael Spur. He's the chief executive of the National Offender Management Service and he said staffing shortfalls have had a serious impact on the quality of the regime provided at Aylesbury, something we've worked out I think. We are recruiting more staff and have put an action plan in place to address the recommendations made by the chief inspector in this report. The, government, the governor, sorry, will receive the support he needs to urgently improve the prison over the coming months.
6: Okay, um, this morning we are talking about, <clears throat> I remembered something that carried over from yesterday. By the way, we're investigating, I, I can't remember if it's offensive or not this song that's why I'm hesitating playing it play the, yeah, what's Buddha's, the song? He's, he's written a jingle oh that song for Edward Adoo
7: a song from Scott Balcony offensive how, how could it be? <laughs>
6: he sent me so many songs I have a data bank on my computer of songs that I just I cannot play Scott's hits Scott's I cannot play I mean they're very very raunchy um, anyway, anyway Scott's private hits I nearly I, um, well if you're coming to uh, the Luton Library Theatre on October the 17th maybe you'll get to hear one or two of those that's all I'm going to say that's all I'm going to say um uh, so today we're talking uh, things that you get for f- you currently get for free i have got a blinding headache sorry i'm i'm slurring a little bit. you get uh, uh things you get for free that actually you should probably pay for right all oh, the biscuits in the hotel room all of the the, the tea making facilities in the hotel room sachets ago, we all know um people uh who work here who when they get a little time away in a hotel it's like they've they've it's like they've never been away before and mm. they come back with their pockets stuffed full of um Coffee sachets, and miniature
7: shampoos, and nail files, and sewing kits.
6: Yeah, I'm always. I, I I'm always t- You can't take the dressing gowns, can you? Because that's no. they you get done for that.
7: There was a really nice one when I stayed for a weekend in Japan. Ooh. They do nice dressing gowns, don't they? Yes, they do. It was Konnichiwa, like a proper. It was Konnichiwa. a proper kimono. It was beautiful. It was it was white with navy blue embroidery on it, and I thought I'll have one of them. Yeah. My sister said you cannot nick from Japanese hotels because uh, they ch- notice, and by the time you get down the stairs, they chop your hands off. They'll have you and they will ask for it back, they, and it you, will be embarrassing. You will
6: be um, sold into
5: sexual slavery, the likes of which we can only. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 this morning it's very quiet but in both directions there are still the roadworks going on between Junction 12 for Flitick and 11 for Dunstable so there's the lane closed each way expected to get busy there later on and St Albans on the North Orbital Road there's a lane closed in both directions between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout. so expected to get busy there too and in High Wycombe on Marlow Road there's roadworks too at Dawes Hill Lane that's looking quiet so far. On the trains there's no reported problems on the mainline trains but London Overground has no service between Wilson Junction and Camden Road and severe delays on the rest of the line. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: So, uh, hang on a second. This is—I've just realised what's going on. Right. You've been on holiday. Yeah. Right. So you—you you left on a Friday. Mm, Thursday afternoon. Right. And now you're—what day is it today?
8: It's Tuesday. You're back, it's Tuesday? You're back
6: yeah. on a. That's not a holiday. holiday is, is um—you go at the weekend, you come back was, the next
9: weekend.
8: It was like a you know a weekend break.
6: City break. Well, how. Something break that rhymes with city. How can you. How can a weekend break start on a Thursday and end on a Tuesday? Well, a long weekend break. Flipping X, Sammy. Broken Britain. Turns out that Gove and um, Osborne are right. We, we need to work more like the Chinese. The Chinese wouldn't take a long weekend city break. I mean, they're, they're not allowed to. You know, they've got to work, you know, all the hours that. Um, not God what do they what, what are they into over there what's Are there? they're
7: communists, they're not allowed to
6: no so what's all, all the all the they got work all the hours Mao sends. hey do you know what do you know what noise Chinese cats make Mao Mao it's okay it's political it's not racist okay carry see on. I'm growing I'm growing as a human it was political and not racist it was a little bit racist. It's Tuesday, the 6th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Reporting to Aylesbury, Young Offenders Institute says it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners and a chronic shortage of staff. And a Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash in the county on Sunday afternoon.
10: Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sawbridgeworth, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First, though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary and you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his
11: book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate the pop cultures.
1: Nick Coffer, weekdays from The 12 pop cultures. On BBC Three
6: Counties Radio. I don't think you're going to get another Beatles that's going to dominate the pop cultures. The pop cultures. I've listened to it, I can play the song. Do you want to hear it? Scott's not giving me permission, but that doesn't. I mean, what is permission these days?
7: He sent it to you. It's yours.
6: But, um, okay. Well, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna play it. So this is Scott Balcony's um, uh, Edward Adu um, um, uh, song. Here we go. What was I thinking? Oh, hang on. What, did, what, oh, what hang is on, what's that? that? Oh, no. I, <laughs> no, hang on a minute. I got the wrong thing. I tell you what we do. Let me play. Um, that's me. That was a bit of Radio 4 that I taped on my phone. Let's play a song and then I'll get it up. Let's have a little bit of this. Two, three, four, five. Six.
12: Good morning, how are you? I'm Dr. Worm. I'm interested in things. I'm not a real doctor, but I am a real worm. I have an actual worm. I live like a worm and I like to play the drums. I think I'm getting good, but I can handle criticism. I'll show you what I
6: So the studio is falling apart. I've tweeted a picture of um, the note that I've been left. It says, don't work, sorry. It, now I know what um, the... Um, you right? Yeah. Now I know what the Conservatives felt like when they <laughs> went into... Now what's wrong? I
7: know why it sounded like it was coming out of another microphone. Why? Because when you hit that... Try again.
6: Is that microphone? Yeah. No, that's not on. I think it
7: is. No, 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 no. Well, it sounded like it was coming out of another mic.
6: No, it's, c- it's just because this microphone's... Um, I-, I don't think I can say C-R-A-P on the radio, but... S H one T. Now, I, I feel like the Conservatives when they went into uh, they, they when they they won the um, coalition uh, and they went the guy went into the, um, the, 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 the what, I can't remember any of the words. I think I'm actually um, dying. The chief secretary to the tre- Treasury. And there was a note that said, "There's no more money left." Ha yeah. ha. Sorry, well, that, that's what I feel like. Liam here. something. Could Liam. Nice. Liam, uh, Liam. Somebody. Have you got a bit of paper for me with words on? That's what. I oh, guess that's you. what this is. Yeah. Oh, we're freestyling. Well, no, that's. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> well, Mine, I'm okay. Mine's significantly different. Okay, to yours. thank you. I just have to guess when you finish. You give me the finger. Anyway, Paul Squine says fix the studio. There's a button that I press with my foot that allows me to talk to the team. It hasn't been working. Paul said, Well why don't you just try and kick it harder? I did, <laughs> it worked. Thanks, Paul. That's no problem. Awesomeness. <laughs> now, uh, on to more serious issues, uh, a very serious issue, a story that we, uh, we we come back to time and time again, and I suspect we're going to come back to for quite a long time as well. There appears to be no rush to um, t- to resolve this. The Home Office has said it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of a man in custody nearly two years after a man died at Luton Police Station. In a letter to the town's MP, the Home Office say they are sympathetic with the family of Leon Briggs, but they can cannot sorry spend up the IP speed up the IPCC's process. Well, Paul Scawen has seen the letter and has been looking into this. Uh, what is this letter?
3: Well, it's a letter uh, that was sent uh, by the uh, uh, the Home Office minister, Lord Ahmed of Wimbledon, to Gavin Shuker, one of the MPs in Luton. Um, On behalf of Mike Penning, the Hemel MP and Police uh, Minister. And um, to summarise, it was really just a a letter in response to Gamachu asking if there's a chance that um, uh, ministers could intervene into this process to speed it up. It's taken two years since Leon Briggs died uh, around uh, the beginning of November in 2013. Um, and that IPCC investigation started the very next day on the fifth of November. Now, the the part of the uh, letter which relates to Leon Briggs is that the Home Office said they sympathise with the family of Mr Briggs for the loss they've suffered. They appreciate the frustrations uh, of his family, friends, and the wider community. However, they say uh, the IPCC is an, imbe- uh, an organisation independent of the Home Office, Mm. uh, and therefore neither the Home Secretary nor ministers are able to intervene in individual cases. It then goes on uh, at at length to uh, say how well the IPCC is um, funded and how it can, Mm. you know, getting more officers all the time.
6: Uh, um, uh, 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 Is there any response from the IPCC that isn't just some bland, well we're doing it as quickly as we can, we hope to have an answer soon? No. Oh, really? Is that what it says? Well,
3: it's more or less that. I mean, they say they recognise the length of time taken in the investigation and will be endeavouring to complete what will be a, quote, comprehensive report as soon as possible. They say that they have uh, had to interview hundreds of people, around 150 witnesses. They've examined CCTV footage um, and, you know, done extensive uh, surveys Mm. on it. And so that's why it's taken too long. Now, you know, that's absolutely unacceptable for practically everybody I've spoken to. I've not found anyone who thinks that this is an acceptable. Well, if time.
6: this had been a, um, uh, and I'm going to tread very carefully, but if this had been a death that had happened outside of a police station, that had happened under, an in inverted commas, normal circumstances, and mm. an investigation was taking place, mm. it w- probably wouldn't take that long, <laughs> wouldn't take anywhere close to that long to investigate um, a death... Um, uh, um, uh, a mysterious death outside of a police station. I think I've said that cautiously enough.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what uh, the um, former chief constable of Thames Valley Police, Peter Nairud, said to me yesterday. Um, He can't join us this morning, but he did say that, you know, he found that this was a completely unacceptable length of time. He said that if this had been, as you say, a death on the streets... Um, it would have been concluded probably in a matter of weeks. And do we, know, do we know why it's taking so long? It's it's just they're saying, oh, we've got loads of people to talk to and we're very busy at the moment. Well, I think it is a little bit of that. Um, they say that, you know, they, they've interviewed five police officers, two detention officers under caution, criminal caution. They say that they're uh, still investigating five officers and one detention officer. Um, and because of that, because of the severity of this, um, they are, I, I think, playing it very safe. They're Taking it, they're taking their time, and you know, I spoke to them yesterday. They said, "Well, we won't be rushed. You know, we've got a job to do. We want to make sure it's the right report at the end of it." Now, you know, we've heard from uh, the Justice for Leon campaign, we've mm. heard from community groups, we've heard from the um, Police and Crime Commissioner, uh, MPs, all of whom are very frustrated. The council um, are very frustrated. You know, this is this prompted actually by a, a council debate um, last month, saying we need to kick some you know backsides to try and get this through faster mm. um what's clear though from this letter Ian, is that the ipcc won't be rushed and the home office say there's nothing we can do to intervene the ipcc is a is, is a sort of a non um i wouldn't say non-government it's not one of those it's, it's a, an office of government which is separate mm. from any department so it's got a sponsor which is the home office but it's not under the control of the home office they can't say do this do that
6: Any ideas on costs? This must be costing a fortune!
3: Well, I don't know what the actual IPCC costs are. Um, Obviously they're going to be extensive now, um, bearing in mind how much time they've spent on this, but the um, cost of suspending those officers on full pay, the Police and Crime Commissioner says, is around £24,000 a month, so we're looking now, two years on, at around half a million pounds to the taxpayer of Bedfordshire. Just for having those officers suspended on full pay.
6: All right. Well, listen. We have to move on. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC
8: Three Counties Radio. Starting to get busier on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Nearby in St. Albans on the North Orbital Road, there's a lane closed there for the roadworks between Park Street roundabouts and London Coney roundabouts. So expect queues there later on. And in Finchley on the North Circular Road, starting to build up there between the East End Road and Henley's Corner at the A1. In Milton Keynes, Saxton Street's been closed in both directions between the Coffee Hall roundabouts and Bletchham Way because of the rugby this evening. That's at Stadium MK starting at 8 o'clock. And expect extra traffic in and around Milton Keynes then. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
1: This is BBC Three
8: Counties Radio.
0: Here at 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute has concluded conditions there are not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners. Prison inspectors say this was in part down to long periods of lock-up and inactivity among inmates, coupled with a chronic shortage of staff. A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash on Sunday afternoon. Jeremy Toombs, a pupil at St Thomas Fremantle in Winslow, died when the car driven by his mother was in collision with another car on the A413 near Aylesbury. And the Home Office has said it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of a man in custody nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. In a letter to one of the town's MPs, the Home Office say they're sympathetic with the family of Leon Briggs, but they cannot speak up the IPCC's process. Three Counties Sports,
1: BBC Three Counties
0: Radio. There are football league trophy matches tonight for Luton and Wickham. Luton will make changes for the trip to Gillingham, with injured striker Craig McHale Smith among those missing. It could mean a start for Jack Marriott after his two goals off the bench on Saturday. His assistant manager Terry Harris.
10: We're very pro Jack. You know, we we, we know that he's he can be he can be a very good player. Similar to, to Craig, you know, um, obviously not experience, as experienced, but, uh, you know, having lost Craig for, for what was probably a tight hamstring more than anything else, uh, Jack's
0: come on and, 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 and took his opportunity. Wickham go to Bristol Rovers with Marcus being suspended, although manager Gareth Ainsworth may have rested him anyway. We'll have to reshuffle without Marcus on Tuesday.
13: Um, he might have been one of the ones arrested anyway, you know, he's, uh, he's getting on and, and his legs were. You know, have been used all season. He's done really, really well for us. And uh, like I say, it's, it's time now for maybe somebody else to come in and show them what they've got.
0: And you can hear commentary on the matches involving Luton and Wickham in tonight's three county sport from seven. A reminder that Wickham's league match at Bristol Rovers on Saturday has been postponed due to international call-ups for the Bristol side. In the National League tonight, Boreham Wood are at Kidderminster. Liverpool hope to appoint Jurgen Klopp to replace sack manager Brendan Rodgers by the end of the week. The former Borussia Dortmund coach is favourite to take over at Anfield. And Milton Keynes hosts its third and final Rugby World Cup match this evening with Fiji versus Uruguay at. Stadium MK. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at 7.
1: This is Ian Lee
0: on BBC Three Counties Radio. And
5: I've
6: just... (laughs) I've just worked out what Justin's going to (laughs) do. I'm going to ask Justin to do. I've just found a brilliant story. So, um... Scott Balcony contributes songs regularly to the show. Some yeah. we can play, some we just simply cannot play. He
7: sends us songs whether we like it or not.
6: Doesn't he just? Well, I found the uh, Edward Adu song that he, 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 uh, he wrote. Would you like to have a listen? Yeah. Ed, if you're listening, this is for you, buddy.
12: Edward do what you do to me? I wish I knew. If I knew how it did it to me, Edward do it to you.
6: There we go.
14: Beautiful. That was gentle.
6: <laughs> Didn't write a theme tune for our Saturday show as he promised, but he spent um, he spent time writing love songs to Edward. Edward Here we go. He's got a text. here. Who's this text from? Um, oh, Ian from Solihull. Oh blimey, Ian. Come on now. I do hope all you do gooders listen to Theresa May regarding the immigrant situation. Yeah. We've taken too many, and now it's seriously affecting our infrastructure. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. Anyway, back to the fun stuff. I've got blinding headaches. If I start going off um, on, on, a, on, on too much of a whimsy, just, you know, just put your feet up and enjoy it. Because um, <laughs> um, the, the drugs are kicking in, baby. The drugs are kicking in, baby. What you got?
7: Um, there was, a, hang on, there's a story here that I saw, right? there comes a time when things happen to you in life and you think i can't claim on the insurance for this either because it's too trivial it's pointless or because they will never believe me
6: i don't think i've ever claimed on the insurance apart from the multiple car accidents that i've had i've never the the home insurance and i tell you why well because your premium will go up for more than the thing you're getting back and i'll never forget when i was a child and the pearl insurance man used to come around sandy pagliaro I remember Sandy Pagliaro would come. It was always an exciting moment when Sandy Pagliaro would come. Because you all allowed to hide. Well, we, no. But um, we were claiming, um, uh, we were going to make a claim. At about six, we were going to make a claim. And um, it was for some rings. and It was a, it was a ring, I think. And so my mum made the claim and she filled in the form. And Sandy Pagliaro, you know, and I went, but mum, mum, you found that ring, remember? She went, no, no, I didn't. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, mum, mum, Sandy, mum, Sandy Pagliaro, mum found the ring. No, I didn't find the ring. Ian, go upstairs to your room. we'll talk about this later. I didn't find the ring, I don't know what he's talking about. Fraud, uh, uh, the, wow. the insurance fraud was rife in yeah. the 1970s. It was,
7: because all you had to do was tell the man that came round to your house.
6: Exactly, all you had to do was tell Sandy Pagliaro. I wonder if he's still alive, it's a straight, that name, I don't, I, I don't know anything about the gentleman apart from that was his name and it stuck with me. Mm, Italian chap. Um, yeah. Who's the insurance gentleman?
7: Oh. Anyway, this yes. fella, this has got to be Bullshine, hasn't it? Gone. A man who found 12 horses licking off his car's paint.
6: Licking off his what?
7: Car's paint. Wowzers. Car's paint. Yes. Was among drivers who blamed animals in insurance claims to saga totalling £1 million.
10: What?
6: I don't think horses can lick off paint, do they?
7: That, they've not got a rough, a rough tongue like a cat. A cat could do it if it was horse size.
6: They're, they're, I mean, their tongues are not pleasant. They're, I mean, well, they're, they're soft though. M- they're like um, human tongues, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're genetically the same as human tongues. If, if ever you needed a tongue transplant and uh, there was a shortage <laughs> of human ones, you could you could actually use a horse. Yeah. Are
7: you talking like that? You'd have
6: to trim it down a bit. Yeah. You, you totally have to trim it down a little bit. But um,
7: yeah. Anyone thinking of doing that? Just a little little tip s- there.
6: Surgeons primarily. <laughs> surgeons primarily would be um, the ones. morning, Just.
7: Good morning, Blair. Um,
6: how are you feeling this morning? Uh,
15: yes, um, well, you know, it's tough in the mornings, you know, g- giving up smoking. Yeah. I can do most things, but, but going without cigarettes whilst doing the radio is yeah. very, very tough.
6: No, don't worry. It's going to make you more focused and it's going to make you um, even better. I'm glad now, you're wearing a
7: polar neck today because you've got to keep that damp off your chest.
6: Yes, thank you. Oh, thank maybe, you. Can I have the mirror? Maybe yeah, it's in can. the mirror. On. I've written down the wrong... Um, i bent it back. There it is. Um There it is. Hang on a second. I'm not quite with it today, Just. you have to... Okay, play. No worries. We'll we'll get there. We'll stagger through it. I like you when you like that, you know. I don't know where it is. I've written it down. Oh, Kath, you do another story. I've got a great story for you, Just. Mm. But I can't find... I've written down the wrong page. Okay, here's another one. Go on.
7: Right. Coming up history. In the words of Nick Offer... Dating app Tinder is killing romance, says BBC historian. A generation ago, it was all about the search for the one and the intense happiness and pain that so often goes with it. But such romance, the theme of countless novels, poems, and songs, is dying out, according to historian Lucy Worsley. And the BBC presenter knows exactly where to lay the blame, according to the Daily Mail, page three. Uh-oh. It's Tinder
6: now which one's tinder is that swipe the, right is that Swipe that left is that the gentleman or what the ladies and the ladies, gentlemen okay gentlemen. Oh, i don't know that one
15: ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen
7: miss worsley 41 in case you're wondering yeah. irrelevant says the likes of tinder meant it was easier than ever for couples to enter into relationships meaning lasting love is being replaced by bored singletons looking for one night stands on their mobiles <laughs> don't stand on your mobile because no, your insurance will be invalid
6: it will crack the screen guys mm. she's just she's single
7: i'm guessing that's her, that's her
6: problem she's just mm. not looking for loving all the right places that's the part of the, the uh, these 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 apps are, they're, they're, i don't know if you've uh,
7: what she's saying is in the olden days you got what you were given now people are looking
6: okay we're gonna play a game we're gonna play a game um, we've got danny warbucks is uh, in with us today i don't know if danny's mic's up is he on the? you have to go on the yellow i think danny does that one work that one yeah. works yeah oh, now Qu- i can't see you doesn't matter Ooh. quick question danny yes. what yes. color is your wallpaper blue okay Catherine, your wallpaper please i've got wallpaper sorry oh
7: i've got some wallpaper in I've your bedroom one. in your
6: bedroom i've got oh, one. i meant to say in your bedroom that was the specific point i, I missed there. oh I've blue got, blue
7: I've, I've got that old that now old-fashioned thing of having one wall with wallpaper on yeah yeah, yeah. and it's kind of um like um, taupey, a topy a topy color with big swirly chrysanthemums know. on
6: do you justin do you know what topi means no
7: no taupey, idea at all f- <laughs> like a fudge color <laughs> fudge like a fudge
6: Fudge, so brown.
7: But it's not quite a brown, it's a pinky brown. No,
6: brown, brown is, fudge is brown. Yeah, but it's, a, it's taupe. Okay, I don't know what that means. What colour are the chrysanthemums?
7: Um, cream and gold. Okay.
6: Justin, what colour is your <laughs> wallpaper in your bedroom? Uh, it's, it's purple. <laughs> oh, of course it is. <laughs> Flipping prints. <laughs> Page 26 of the Sun. Brits with red, purple or black wallpaper in the bedroom have more sex than those with lighter colours. No,
7: in their imaginations they do. They Whoa. Think, he thinks he's the well, hang, hang on a
6: second. Mm. How much sex are you getting, Catherine? <laughs> None of your damn business. <laughs> Justin, how much sex are you getting? I don't comment on those things. But, I, th- I, but your answers...
7: <laughs> One of us has been recently hospitalised. way <laughs>
6: Your answers say it all Justin do you feel like Approaching people Asking what colour Their wallpaper is Do you know what That sounds right up my street <laughs> So the, the ones we're looking for Just Red, purple yep. or black Okay Yeah no people, worries People with
7: If we he finds another purple We'll never hear from him again
6: People with red bedrooms Make love on average Ten times a month Flipping it
7: Ten working. times a month It's because they're working A red bedroom
6: Couples with black rooms Get intimate not intimate Nine times And those with purple Decor Eight Dark green Um, was the least sexy colour. Sex expert, right? Look, guess what? Hmm.
7: Listen, no one has red, black, or purple walls apart from him and hippies.
6: Look, a member of our team. Twenty-five percent of the team has got purple (laughs) wallpaper. It would be
7: that twenty-five percent.
6: Guess what? This you're going to love this, Justin. This sex expert. So, woman, guess what her name is? Uh, Is it Tracy Cox? It is. It is Tracy Cox. Is yeah. she a famous She's sex? well known,
7: yeah. No, she yeah.
15: tried it oh, once before a <laughs> Milson Keynes, she tried it on with me. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, years ago, years ago.
6: Wow. So it's okay. Well, it's only it's only faintly liveless
15: Take that to the streets, Justin! Yeah, no worries, boss. T- Take care. Speak to you a bit. Oh, three, four, five, nine,
6: four, double, five, five,
4: double, five. I seen the demons, but they didn't make a sound. They tried to reach me. But I lay upon the ground I seen the people But they didn't make a sound They tried to reach me But I gave the run around I reached your feelings But they didn't make a sound They tried to reach me But I lay upon the ground So
6: In Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 03459 5, 555 5, 5, 5. We can play What Colour Is The Wallpaper In Your Bedroom, of course. It tells us a lot about um, your uh, dedication to um, um, stimulation. Horizontal gymnastics. Thank you very much indeed. And also things that you uh, currently get for free that actually you should probably pay for. 03459 5, 5, 5, 81333 3, Start your text, 3CR... <makes noise>
8: busy on the m25 anti-clockwise between junction 21 for the m1 and 19 for the a41 at watford it's also looking slow in Bricketwood on the north orbital road at the m25 junction 21a roundabout and the a1 is slow now southbound on speed sensors from the holiday inn towards barlett lane at the sterling corner in high wickham on doors lane at the junction uh, with marlow hill and doors lane outside the john hampton school there's roadworks so expect extra day, extra traffic there this morning and on the trains there's no reported problems but if you're using the london Overground, this morning there's no service between Wilson Junction and Camden Road because of a problem with the overhead lines at Hampstead Heath. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy,
6: thank you very much indeed. Six forty-five tuesday the 6th of october i'm ian lee these are your headlines on bbc three counties radio a report into aylesbury young offenders institute says it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners and a chronic shortage of staff a buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13 year old pupil killed in a road crash in the county on sunday afternoon And the Home Office says it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of Leon Briggs nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. Let's get the weather.
16: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
16: Hello there, quite a mild start to the day and uh, we've just about seen the back of the rain so now we're looking at showers for much of the day and they're fairly heavy, quite slow moving showers so uh, where they do fall they're going to be sticking around for quite a while. We may have some thunder and lightning as well. As we head into the afternoon we do see some breaks in the cloud to give us the odd brighter, perhaps even sunny spell but then that's likely to fuel further showers. Uh, Temperatures reaching 18 degrees Celsius, quite mild again tonight. Showers continuing with lows of 11 degrees And then a cloudy day tomorrow, but calming down a little with just occasional isolated showers. So many of us will actually have a dry day tomorrow, but we've got fresher air coming in. So temperatures are only going to be getting to about 16 degrees Celsius. Uh, A more chilly start on Thursday and Friday, but dry and more settled generally with just odd isolated showers. And then over the weekend, it's looking pretty settled, although quite breezy nonetheless. That's your latest forecast.
13: every weekday morning good morning jonathan morning do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job have your say on today's big phone-in
17: people who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they are things to do is
13: it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze the jvs
1: show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems waited and The
13: receipt came out, but the cash didn't.
18: It's become a problem of light because obviously the trees got
19: bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows, it, it would appear that they'd buckled.
13: I had a
20: phone call from my daughter saying, If we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police.
1: The JVS show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: bloke he met down the boozer doing the old uh, the old, tromb- old trombone. He had a the, trombone with him? The, well, yeah, he we had a session player in, and it was just all, like, too slick and professional, so he said, no, ain't working. Ray Davis went down the boozer, had a few beers. There was a band there, like an old-school old, old school band. He said to the trombone, hey, do you want to earn a fiver? Come and, play on the, come and play on the back of that, have some of that. Very tight Ray Davis, I'm learning from this book about... Um, he, he did that trick, would often do the trick of... I'll, I'll get around him, What the what, other Right, right. Oh, oh nuts! I've got. Can someone get it for me? I know them. constantly, constantly. It's a good trick. Uh, the, the, all of the members of the band uh, uh, left at various points in the career to go and work on building sites where they earned more money than they did being members of the Kinks. Imagine that. He paid them like a real like a stipend.
18: Gosh, well, what if, a man. You work,
6: if you work for REM? Do you know what you get paid? The Michael stipend. Sweet. So this story was in the paper yesterday and I thought of doing it and I thought better of it but as, as all these things it's come round again it's in the paper today so I'm going to do it. I kissed my dead mum goodbye then doctors said she was still alive. Daughter shown the wrong body in hospital blunder. Now, yeah. so it was a terrible story she said, really sorry your mum's dead she's in She's in here behind this curtain so you want to go and say goodbye. They go in there and they kiss mum and they cry and they're going to miss you mum and all that and then they come out and they go, terribly sorry your mum's in the next, next uh, booth and she's perfectly fine. Well, i your parent I mean, when you die, you look a little bit different, but you're still.
7: Well, it depends what you've died of.
6: Well, okay. I mean, if, okay. If your face has been eaten off by rats, then uh, yes, it will be perhaps harder.
7: No, but sometimes if people have got very poorly very quickly, they can change dramatically.
6: Oh come on! But, I mean, you'd how know dramatically? You'd know your own dead mum, wouldn't you? You would hope so. When a hospital told Liz Page her mother had died, she was ushered into a cubicle to give her one final kiss goodbye. But the next day. She got a call to say she'd said a tearful farewell to the wrong body and her mother was still alive on another ward. Blundering medics had made the error after pulling out the file of another patient with a similar name who was being treated at the same hospital. Mrs Page said she was emotional at the time and failed to recognise there'd been a mix-up. The 61-year-old added, I know it sounds ridiculous that we didn't realise it was the wrong body. It does sound ridiculous. When you're told your mum has died, you're shown into a room, it doesn't enter your mind that it won't be her. No, but it would enter your eyes mm. that it isn't her, and then that would communicate to the brain, you go, nah, you, you made a mistake. Don't know who this but old dear shock, is, but... shock does
7: weird things, though, doesn't it? I'm trying to find a reason why she wouldn't, know, wouldn't notice. Shock does very odd things.
6: She said, I last saw my mum on a trolley with an oxygen mask over her mouth. Um, the, her death was the news I was expecting. My husband took me about an hour or so later. We were shown a lady in a cubicle. She looked like my mum. Look, when she'd been asleep in her chair, with her mouth open and her nose in the air. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh I just...
7: By the way, uh, why did nurses do that? So. The way that some, some people are left. I've, I've had the misfortune of seeing two people died in, in my life. And yes. the first one I saw was really shocking, probably because it was the first person I'd ever seen dead. But it looked like they, it, they'd not been left in a restful pose. It looked like they'd just been kind of, they'd just given up resuscitating them and pulled the tube out.
6: Yeah. What, that,
7: they... was, that took me a long time to get over
6: that image. Yeah, that's quite a hard um, thing. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double five, five, double five. Snarky Texas. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Dear me.
5: <sighs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio. It's getting busier on the A1M southbound. It's very slow at Junction 7 for Stevenage. It's also busy on the M1 southbound at Junction 10 for Luton Airport. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the A1 southbound, there are queues in Boreham Wood between the Holiday Inn southbound towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And on Park Street on the A414, the traffic's looking a little bit busier now at the Park Street roundabout where the roadworks are. On the trains, London Midland and Virgin Trains West Coast have problems towards Birmingham. There's half-hour delays uh, between London, Euston and Shrewsbury and also between uh, Birmingham, New Street and Shrewsbury. And on the London, Overground overground views and that's there. there's no service between Wilson Junction and Camden Road. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines critical report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute. 13-year-old boy killed in Buckinghamshire crash and Home Office can't speed up Luton custody death investigation.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute has concluded conditions there are not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners. Prison inspectors say this was in part down to long periods of lock-up and inactivity among inmates, coupled with a chronic shortage of staff. More from Tony Fisher. The centre caters for over 400
2: young men serving among the longest sentences for 18 to 21-year-olds in the country. Inspectors say the regime to manage the violence was either excessively punitive or ineffective and more work needed to be done. They added that staff shortages required the ongoing deployment of temporary staff from other prisons.
0: A 13-year-old boy has died after a two-car collision near Aylesbury on Sunday afternoon. It happened on the A413 at Weedon. The boy was travelling in of Vauxhall Corsa which was in collision with a VW Golf at around 3.30. He's been named by his school as Jeremy Toombs who attended St Thomas Fremantle in Winslow. The Corsa driver, believed to be his mother, was seriously injured. Police are appealing for witnesses. And a 19-year-old killed in a crash near Hitchin has been named as Jack Mudd from Stevenage. He was in a Peugeot which overturned in Gosmore in the early hours of Sunday morning. A 19-year-old man from the Hitchin area has been arrested. The Home Office has said it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of a man in custody nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. In a letter to one of the town's MPs, the Home Office say they're sympathetic with the family of Leon Briggs, but they cannot speed up the IPCC's process. More from our political reporter Paul Scoins.
3: Leon Briggs died at Luton Police Station on the 4th of November in 2013, and the Independent Police Complaints Commission launched its investigation investigation the very next day. Yet nearly two years on, the family of Mr Briggs say they're no closer to knowing what happened. And the MP for Luton South, Gavin Shuka has been told by the Home Office that it cannot speed anything up. The Home Office Minister, Lord Ahmed, said he is sympathetic with the family of Mr Briggs, but the IPCC is independent and cannot be influenced by ministers. The IPCC says it hopes to complete what will be a comprehensive
0: report as soon as possible. The Home Secretary, Theresa May, will tell the Conservative conference in Manchester today that high levels of immigration make it impossible to build a cohesive society. She will say a distinction must be made between economic migrants and refugees. And parents who refuse to pay fines for allowing their children to play truant will have their child benefit docked under plans to be set out by David Cameron. Work to fill a sinkhole that appeared in a St Albans Street is continuing today. Over 420 cubic metres of foamed concrete has been poured into the hole in Fontmel Close so far. More will be pumped in today. In sport, there are Football League trophy matches tonight for Luton, away to Gillingham and Wickham at Bristol Rovers. And Milton Keynes hosts its third and final Rugby World Cup match this evening with Fiji versus Uruguay at Stadium MK. The weather, heavy and thundery showers spreading from the south through this morning. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you, Simon. Morning in the BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: So what colour's your wallpaper? Red, purple, black. Whoa. Means you're at it all the times. All the times? Um, Telling Luton says, morning guys, I love the show. Well, The wallpaper study is rubbish because my wife and I have no wallpaper and we, oh... 24 times a month, well that's just, that's, that's just, that's just boasting and untrue. Stuff you get for free that you should pay for. Oh, and there's another, uh, there's another thing in the papers today saying we need to visit elderly people more often. No, leave them alone. If you're old, right and you're on your own, I'm making up that for the majority of you, not always, but for the majority of you, you kind of dig it that way. That's what I'm aiming for. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming to be an old man on my own um, and the kids phone me up, you know, once a month, and let me know how they're getting on. They pop round for an hour, and then they go. That's that's what I'm aiming
7: for. I don't need constant company now, so I'm certainly not going to need that when I'm old and a bit grumpy.
6: We'll look into um, we'll look into that later on. 03459 four double five five double five is the phone number.
1: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
5: This is BBC Three Counties
6: Radio. A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute has concluded conditions there are not safe enough and levels of violence are high. Prison inspectors say this was in part down to long periods of lock-up and inactivity among inmates, while the situation was not helped by a chronic shortage of staff. The director of Prison Reform Trust is Juliet Lyon, and she joins me now. Morning, Juliet. Good morning. Um, Pretty damning report, isn't it?
21: It is. It's very critical. Um... It talks about inadequate work, training and education for prisoners and the fact that it says it's not safe enough, for this age group particularly, is very, de- very depressing indeed. It was an unannounced inspection um, and really the chief inspector found that although a few things um, that, he, that he could commend, um, on the whole it, it was, as I said, overall critical.
6: Uh, s- s- levels of violence seems to be one of the key factors um, and uh, uh, Allow me to play devil's advocate. If you're going to put, you know, uh, angry young men into an enclosed space, then violence is to be expected, isn't it? Uh,
21: it well, certainly, yes. I mean, I, I think you're right. In What you have to do is obviously make sure that you've got enough staff and enough staff who are really well trained and who know um, the young men in their charge who can intervene, you know. Um, otherwise, yes, you're right. If you put people of that age group, particularly people who've had gang affiliations together... Then it is highly risky. I mean, not all young offender institutions are as unsafe as this one. Although um, often they are criticised because of violence. I mean, I think the combination is a bad one of um, a lack of a lack of activity, a lack of you know things to do, constructive things to do, long periods of time locked up, and then let out. Um, you know, you can, you can see how things can... Well, it seems really obvious if you're going to
6: if you have these young men who are, you know, for whatever reason, the majority of them, I imagine, are, are, are angry, you know, to put it in its bluntest form. If you lock them up for uh, extended periods, that's only going to increase the frustration. And it's getting the balance, isn't it, of um, of punishment, of control, but also of rehabilitation and um, allowing them to explore other options that they, they can, you know, kind of th- th- pursue.
21: Well, exactly, because, you know, this age group, 18 to 20-year-olds, are at a stage, even though these young men mostly have committed serious offences, some of them are serving almost more than their, their, their lives, you know, again. Um, they are open to change. They are at an age when things could go differently, when, you know, if, if they were in an environment where people were working with them intensively, Um, then there is that opportunity to change their lives and become far more responsible. But what's very depressing here, and and this is clearly one of the things that the prisons struggle struggle with, is staff shortages and having to deploy people, temporary staff, from other prisons where they wouldn't know the young men in their charge. Um, And that makes it just hard to to be effective and do a decent job as a a member of the prison staff, which Uh is what... You'd want.
6: I would guess that a report like this, though, if, you, if you're thinking of going to work in um, uh, in prisons, you're not going to go and want to work there having read this report. It, it, it would, would scare people away.
21: Well, it would. yes, of course it would worry you. I mean, if you wanted to be a member of the chaplaincy, you'd feel pleased that the chaplaincy had been singled out um, for good faith provision um, and a strong chaplaincy. Um, some of the offending behaviour work was seen as impressive, so we shouldn't say there was absolutely nothing happening there. Um, but um, and you know they've managed some stability. I think the point you make about about prison staff, you know, you need you need the very best people to work in in a place like this, particularly with young offenders. You need people who really see that there is some prospect of change, some hope that pe- young people can turn their lives around, because indeed they can, and I've certainly seen that over years. Um, but of course you don't want people who, that, are, who are going to be terrified.
6: That, involve, that involves um, uh, pumping more money into it, doesn't it, and paying people a decent wage so that, they, that, that you know, the best people want to go in there. And I saw—I I didn't read the story, but I saw a headline over the weekend that one of the things that's possibly being considered for the future of pr- prisons is privatising them.
21: Well, one of the things that's been considered is handing down um, more responsibility, both to governors um, and possibly to local authorities. Um, and we think that's that that might be very worth considering. How Certainly, how would that help? Well, if if you look at the, the local authority idea first, you know, maybe the, one of the big metropolitan authorities like Manchester or London to to try it out to start with, then they would have overall budgetary control of the justice budget alongside other solutions to crime like um some of the some of the housing solutions, some of the solutions in education. Some of them um, in drug treatment, public health, and so forth. So, what what you get is a mind concentrating um, budget, which would because prison is so expensive, uh, you would keep it for the people who needed to be behind bars, and you'd focus on making it effective. But you'd spend some of the money on community service. You'd spend certainly a lot of it on treatment for addictions, Um, and it, it might be a way of balancing things up. We we just go on and on, throwing people into prison. Um, until we get a situation like this, and and that's not going to profit anybody. You know, this isn't going to prevent further crime or reduce the risk of more victims. So you do have to look at doing things differently. The the idea of responsibility for governors um, would mean that they had more say over what happened in their prison and more responsibility for the outcomes. You know, is that prison working well?
6: Juliet, um, I appreciate your thoughts this morning Thank you very much indeed The Director of Prison Reform Trust, Juliet line 03459 uh, 455555
1: five, double five. This
5: is Ian Lee On BBC Three Counties Radio So, um...
6: So this is the thing in the paper here that uh, says we need to go and visit more old people again Who is it? It was the, the, the numbers lady from Countdown Rachel the other Riley week. That's it Says, why, you, why not invite an old person um, round to uh, your Sunday dinner? No.
7: Remove the old part and why don't you re- invite a person round? Why? What for? All
6: right, I will. Uh, Danny, uh, Danny Warbucks, do you want to come to my house for dinner on Sunday? Yeah, sure. OK. What are we going to have? Um, a roast. What
22: sort of roast?
6: Um, probably a bit of beef, actually, mate. Why, why have you got
22: beef?
6: i am not got, got beef. A bit, well, I'm getting work. beef.
7: This isn't going to work. I'm
6: getting those. beef now. I've got beef. You're I, not coming. I had beef, though. I'll I'll give you a beef um, fist in a minute that came out really badly (laughs) but you got the point you'll get the point, the beef point again, that's just, could have been worse I could have said pork, I've said it now Am I coming
3: over or not? No. It's
6: over Why They're going to have an empty table and uh, an empty chair empty chairs and empty tables Why the elderly need to see their family three times a week You're having a laugh, aren't you? Um, families by Colin Fernandez. Oh yeah, Spanish.
7: Uh, is it though? Is yeah. it with a Z or an S?
6: Why? which would be Spanish.
7: <laughs> is it with a Z or with an S? It's with an S on the end. Yeah. Well then, it's Portuguese. Uh,
6: actually, it's with a Z. I called your bluff. Now call that bluff.
7: Bite that bluff off. I'm
6: gonna. Um, g- g- I'm gonna. You're uh, not. Gonna get my beef joint and not, swing though. it at you. <laughs> and I'll supply the gravy. Again. Families should visit their older relatives three times a week to help prevent them from becoming depressed. Yeah, but then the families become depressed.
7: My dad would get depressed if I was around there all the time.
6: Do you know who says this? Experts. Which ones? No, don't don't specify yet. We'll get further into the story. We'll see if we get to that far in the story. Older people who saw their family or friends at least that often were half as likely to develop depression as those who did not... Oh, well, they're God, still I,
7: half as likely to get it, then.
6: I'm almost elderly. I'm 42. And um, I see my family too much, primarily because I live with them. But those guys are always there. and They're getting right on my... I just want to watch telly or read a book or have a little doze, and I can't because those right, idiots yeah. are there. <laughs> but speaking on the phone or being contacted online was not enough to replace seeing them face-to-face. Oh,
7: sorry, I shouldn't ring my gran.
6: No, you don't even have to do that. These forms of contact did nothing to cut their depression risk. The study is thought to be the first to examine the impact of different types of social contact on the elderly. Oh, flipping it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Epidemic of loneliness. By the way, great name for a Ponzi band if you want to start a band in 1984. If you want to go back in time, start... Epidemic of loneliness. It also highlights how important it is to spend time with our older generation among whom there is said to be an epidemic of loneliness. Oh, they're from America. The scientist from the University of Michigan in the US looked at 11,000 adults aged 50 or over.
7: 50's not elderly. Is it?
6: Hello? That's you.
7: It's my dad saying, why aren't you coming
6: round? I'm lonely. They then looked at the risk of depression two years later. No, no, no. Health Secretary (coughs) Jeremy Hunt has said the UK suffers from an epidemic of loneliness, whereas Jeremy Hunt suffers from an epidemic of smugness. The Campaign to End Loneliness... Oh, you are...
7: What's the alternative? If we were to put them head-to-head?
6: The Campaign to End Loneliness says that 800,000 people are chronically lonely.
7: Oh, some people are, but it's not necessarily just about being old, is it?
6: If you're old, and do you know what? Let's do it, let's do it. 42 and above, all right? Because I'm 42. If you're 42 and above, A, what's the longest time you've gone without seeing anybody? Uh, And B, be honest, wasn't it the happiest time in your life?
5: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties
8: Radio busy in Dunstable on the A5 High Street South. It's very slow from Church Street towards Dunstable Road. And on the M1 Southbound, they're at Junction 10 for Luton Airport. We're hearing reports that it's much busier than usual there. And on the A1M Southbound, it's very slow between Junction 4 for Welling Garden City and 3 for St Albans. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And it's also looking slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. On the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast, to reporting half an hour delays between London, Euston and Shrewsbury. as because of a signalling problem and London Overground have a problem with the overhead lines at Hampstead Heath which means there's no service between Wilson Junction and Camden Road. Samantha Preff, BBC, Three Counties Radio.
6: How was Amsterdam?
8: It was lots of fun.
6: Yeah? How much fun?
8: Yeah, uh, yeah but I can't reply to Scott's tweet. Why is so that? rude, isn't
6: it? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> they generally are. Russ has come up with a brilliant idea, and I know what we're doing for the rest of the show. We're giving away our old listeners. Dennis is on the line, right? We're going to speak to Dennis in a minute. If you want Dennis, if you want to um, suck away his loneliness, again, I'm. Uh, if you, we're going to give away our old callers. Who have we got? We've got Dennis. We've got Peter from Warmer Green. We've got Dave Luton um, and those women. Who's the, the, who's the woman with the um, well, they've got wonky eye? Oh, Molly. Molly, I can't remember anyone's name. Uh, bear, bear me, I'm, I'm very, very high on painkillers. The woman with the one key, the woman with the TikTok clock, called in last week. She called in last week. Maria? Yeah, sure, why not? If you want any of those people, 03459 If you're an old person and you want to be given away to a younger person, oh, chance be a fad thing, uh, then you can also call them. Dennis is going to be the first one, so the, we're going to start the bidding low. <laughs> 03459 455 555 and you could own Dennis from Dunstable in just a few short moments. Right now 717 Tuesday the 6th of October I'm in Lee these are your headlines on BBC 3 Counties Radio. A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute says it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners and a chronic shortage of staff. A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash in the county on Sunday afternoon. And the Home Office says it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of Leon Briggs nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. Three
5: Counties Sport. The Johnstons paint trophy. The cup competition for the lower leagues. And this week, all three of our sides have tough matches. Tonight, Luton are away at Gillingham.
6: Second attempt for all shot, takes a deflection, and it's there!
14: Penalties, the ball's found the back of the net,
5: and Wickham travelled to Bristol Rovers. What a goal! What a goal by Wickham Wanderers! It's Michael Harriman. Then tomorrow, Stevenage hosts Dagenham.
10: Header comes in, it's Fraser Franks who's got it. Here,
5: all the second round games in Three Counties Sport. The Johnston's Paint Trophy starts
6: tonight from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: You're right, Dennis. Good morning. We're giving you away this morning. Why? Well, we want to. We this want to help you. A, You're lonely.
23: This is, a, this is an American thing, is it? You're lonely. No, no, I'm not lonely. Well, you it's phone an us an Ameri- every day. Uh, in business, and quite frankly, if you tell them anything with a straight face, they believe you. Okay.
6: But why are you so lonely?
23: I'm not so lonely. I'm only lonely because my missus has gone downstairs to make the tea. Make
6: oh, tea. I thought for a second. I thought you, that was a euphemism for having. A, no, okay, no, good. no,
23: it's not lonely. Okay. It's, it's, as I say, it's and it's very brave of you. It's
6: very brave of you to say that, Dennis. But there is no shame, and so we're opening the phone lines now. And if someone wants to help a lonely old man by owning him, and they would actually, you'd be, be like chattel. They would own cost you. A,
23: cost a fortune to oh, own me.
6: They're, well, they're not going to pay for you. 03459... <laughs> Four double five, five double five is the uh, telephone number. That's it. We're, g- we're going to give just give, give some people some thinking time. Stay there, Here's we'll some thinking time, so people can be sure that you're the one that they want. Here we go. Oh, in fact Dennis. What well, you got? Twenty seconds. Sell yourself to the youth of today. Away you go.
23: Well, I'm 90 years old, full of aches and pains. I've got my own teeth, so I could come to a decent beef meal. Um, what else going to say? My feet ache like hell. Uh, it takes me all my time to put them to the floor. Uh, don't come round on a Sunday because I spend the whole day in the bath soaking.
6: Well, I think you did uh, marvellously there. Let's, the, the lines have lit up, but that may be because we're having technical issues in the studio. The new phone box system doesn't work very well. Um, we've got a caller. Let's go to uh, Peter. Good morning, Peter. You'd like to um, uh, stop Dennis from being lonely?
24: No, no,
6: no, no, oh, no. no, no, hang on a minute. I
24: want to, oh, I it. want to
6: stop he's a, the he's an old media as well.
24: mafia depressing the elderly. What? The media mafia.
6: Hang on a second. Well, Peter, you're next up on our um, old man auction.
24: Yeah, well, I've got a poem for you, if you like.
6: I don't like poems on the radio. No,
24: if you like. No, no, no. Uh, politicians. Uh, no, I
6: don't want, listen, no, this is, no, no, no. <laughs> I, do you want, uh, do you want to um, um, uh, bring Dennis off of the lonely man list or not? <laughs>
24: You should never be. Should He ne- should never be lonely. Well,
6: he shouldn't be. And Are you saying that you no,
24: want? No, no, no. I'm not lonely. Never been lonely in oh, my Peter, life. Peter,
6: Peter. That's again. That's very, very brave of you to say so. Very brave.
24: If If, if, if anything,
6: you fought I in the war for to not be lonely. By yes. the
24: continuous test yep. in the media. with yep. Uh, Thirty thousand elderly died of cold-related and illnesses last al- year. That
6: is outrageous that it happens in this country in the twenty-first century. Absolutely. But you, you two guys, fought in the trenches for the right well, to I've not got, be like, lonely. i
24: lived through the war. Uh, my brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, worked for the country during the war. Okay. And in different relationships. We're gonna do, se- yeah, okay. okay. do the same... okay.
6: Okay. We're gonna do the same thing. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. This hasn't taken off as well as I thought. I'm beginning to beginning to understand why people leave old people alone. P- Peter, I'm yeah? gonna play the music. You have got thirty seconds to sell yourself to the younger generation. Away you go, Pete Right, host
24: of politicians in Parliament it has been found that LaFarios do abound. It has been said and spread around they are only seeking middle ground.
6: Got another 15 seconds to go, Peter, to really try and sell yourself is to that, the youngsters. Is that
24: all? Well, uh, in fact, you just got to look after yourself and feed well. Okay. Okay.
6: Well, well there you go. You've uh, heard two very. <laughs> Hello? Peter's put the phone down. Okay. Uh, maybe he's had a fall. You've heard two very brave but very, very lonely old men. <laughs> Don't cry, Den. Don't cry, Den. Den. Come on. Uh, would you like Would you like to take them off our hands, please? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four double five, five double five. Dennis and Dunstable, Peter and Wilma Green. Um, but Dennis, we'll let you know if we get. I, I'm guessing maybe the lines are down because there's literally no calls whatsoever. So we'll, we'll get back to you as soon as we've got someone that that, that wants you. Okay. Try and hang in there, buddy. Yeah.
23: Oh yes, yes. Don't I'm be going too to lonely. Put round myself, but I'll just have a wash instead.
6: Put a sausage round yourself. I think that's what he said. Did he say put Morning. a sausage? I think he said that. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Dennis and uh, Peter are both up for grabs. Um, oh, hang on a second, Dennis. No, Dennis is gone. We'll do it. We'll do it after half past. We, th- we we may have a taker for Dennis. Russell, hang on, hang in there, buddy, and we'll. Uh, we'll get back. And if you're an old person that um, wants to be, um, you know, carted off to someone, uh, the, the, we can arrange that. That's what we're here for. We're the, the BBC. It's very, very brave. And thank you for everything you did in, in both World Wars. Oh, 03. Four, five. I'm four 455. Double five double five. Getting choked up with the emotion here. Now, The Home Office says it can't do anything to speed up the official investigation into the death of a man at Luton Police Station two years ago. In a letter to the town's MP, the Home Office say they're sympathetic with the family of Leon Briggs, but they cannot speed up the Independent Police Complaints Commission's process. Well, in a moment, we'll speak to Councillor Jackie Burnett. But first, let's hear from the Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire, Ollie Martins. Ollie, thank you for joining us this morning. Morning, Ian. Uh, Leon Briggs died a year after you became PCC. Um, It's kind of a a, a shadow that's been hanging
11: over, uh, well, your your time here, isn't it, really? Yep, that's that's fair comment. And um, I have a quarterly meeting with our IPCC Commissioner... Uh, and I always use the opportunity to say, you know, when are we going to get the results to this? When are we
6: going to get the results to this? Do they
11: say? Well, earlier in the year, they were saying it would be March. Right. Clearly, it's not going to be March, because that was March 2015, not What's 2016. their argument for it taking so long? I can't offer you much insight. I yeah. mean, th- they will say that by their standards, this is a complex investigation, um, so... That's their but explanation. Then, and I know
6: you can't answer this, and I appreciate you. Co- but 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 then you know any uh, uh, um, death under mysterious circumstances. If that had happened in the street, um, the investigation would pro- most likely have concluded quite some time ago. So for them, with all of the power and resources they have at their
11: fingertips to keep dragging it out with no end in sight, it's um. Well, I do sometimes make the point that if this was a police investigation, I would have expected it to uh, to have concluded by now. Um, you, you can look at some of the complex investigations that Bedfordshire police have had to carry out during this period, and mm. most of them have been to court and yeah. have got people banged up inside. Now,
6: it does. It it, it could be argued it brings into question a, a, a lot of people don't buy the uh, the independent bit of the, uh, the the title the IPCC. They don't they they don't see it as being an independent thing, and that that it's it's actually it's on the side. Of uh, the police, and um, whether that's the case or not, the fact that this has dragged on for two years will be interpreted by some people, I'm sure, as a cover-up, as hoping that people will forget about it and it'll go away. And it, it 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 makes it makes the coppers look bad. It
11: creates it creates a vacuum that people can then fill with their own theories. Yeah, that's right. And you know, this is the point I make that it's actually having a corrosive impact on public confidence in both organisations, both the IPCC and Bedfordshire Police uh, and, you know, given the circumstances that we're in in Bedfordshire we need a high level of public confidence uh, in the police so that people are happy to work in partnership with them to keep their communities safe. When you've got something like this hanging over the force, it makes it difficult, you know, it's, it's a challenging set of circumstances. Um, I mean, we do as much as possible to build public confidence. So, you know, people have seen 24 hours on police custody. Yep. Uh, you know, I hope that gives the public some reassurance about the challenges that the police face and, and how they respond to them. Um, we've uh, equipped, we're well, in fact, equipping all of our frontline um, officers, including the volunteer special con- uh, constabulary, um, with body-worn video. We allow uh, there's a community scrutiny panel that look at the stop and search encounters that are carried out, recorded on body worn video. Uh, We've got independent custody visitors. These are members of the public um, who make unannounced visits to custody uh, and monitor the adherence to the and all these things are great. And I know that
6: one of the things you're keen to do is to improve the image of the the the, the police force. You know, and uh, while while you're you're you're, uh, saying pal, but you know while you've got your job. But all of that is it, there is the shadow of the Leon Briggs investigation that's cast over it. Say that I want to bring in um, Luton councillor uh, Jackie Burnett on the line. Morning, Jackie. Morning. What What, what are your thoughts on on the way this um, IPCC investigation is going?
19: I think the service they've de- delivered is not fit for purpose. I think it's really sad. The family. I, I think about if it was one of our this had happened in our family, we would have been waiting still no conclusion two years later. It's just really poor service.
6: The argument, and let me play devil's advocate, Jackie, the argument that the IPCC, if I've got this right, have put forward, is they've had to interview over 150 witnesses, um, and they want to make sure they get this absolutely right. You would hope that they would be thorough and proper, wouldn't you?
19: Yeah, I, I would definitely hope that they would, but I do not get... I have not heard or seen any any correspondent or hear anything from the IPC. And if I'm wrong, please, now, with Ollie on the radio, please correct me that they're putting any more resources specifically on this. Given that the community are not happy, then I'm not hearing that they're spending any more resources or channelling to speed this up and get a, a conclusion for the report to be issued.
6: Let me read bits of the statement we've got from uh, uh, Mary Cunningham, I think that's her name from the IPCC she's the Commissioner. We recognise the length of time being taken to complete our investigation has had an impact on Mr Briggs's family and the officers involved. We're endeavouring to complete what will be a comprehensive report as soon as possible. Um, as part of the investigation, uh, investigators have interviewed five police officers, two detention officers um, five police officers and one detention officer remain under investigation we've also taken statements from over 150 witnesses examined CCTV footage and sought expert advice regarding mental health. And again, I go back to that phrase we want we will have a comprehensive report as soon as possible. Do you buy that, Jackie?
19: I'm not, I I accept that they probably want to do a good job and do the report so they know, but it shouldn't take two years. You know, I asked myself. If it was my family, I would be waiting here two years if it 's yours, if it was Ollies anybody member of the public two years we 've got another we 've had another death in custody in June. are the family going to have to wait in two thousand and seventeen and beyond to get some con- conclusion a report issue so that they can move on to whatever comes uh, This is not fine. We haven't got the report. The family hasn't got the report, you know, even to know what the next step is.
6: Uh, and that's the thing, Ollie, And that's the
19: thing that really saddens me.
6: Jackie, let me just go to that there, there has been another death in custody, and uh, you know, it, it's another shadow, potential shadow over the, the fine work that the police service do. You, you, you would, um... Is, is there no, there's nothing you can do, is there, to speed this up?
11: no no and and yeah, I can feel it, your it, frustration
6: I know you're frustrated,
11: yeah uh you know it, because it does it puts the force it puts our staff and officers in a difficult uh position and it's a, a shadow over them and you know we need these things resolved as soon as possible Jackie finally um
6: you've been in touch with the family recently what, what, what is this extended um, investigation have what impact is it having on them i
19: haven't had i haven't spoken to the family, in all honesty, since there was the justice for... Oh, OK,
6: losing. OK, I've got the wrong but, information. No, so I'm
19: not going to say that, no, I, okay. haven't. I haven't, yeah? But, you know, that's when I was there, and I and I just sat and reflected. So it would be probably advisable if you or your colleagues yeah. were to speak to them. OK. Yeah, um, But, yeah, it's, it's too... It's, too it's, 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 it's just poor service.
6: It's a poor service... I think that's a very polite and mild way of putting it. Jackie... You know,
19: the, the community, the three... you know. The community came out and spoke to the lady that Marion. Three times they spent that time to mm. engage. She reassured them. She's you know, and they said that we don't have any faith in you. She said they said that clearly with anger and hurt, grieving. Mm. Yeah, close family to Leon. And two years, that she's lived to their low expectation because it couldn't get any lower. Nothing has
6: happened. Jackie, I've got to move on throughout of time. Ollie, you've got 30 seconds. Anything you want to add uh, to that? Well,
11: I, I've obviously got an awful lot of sympathy for the family, but the... I've also got a lot of sympathy for the officers and staff that are being investigated, that have yep. had their lives on hold for two years, uh, and nor should we forget that um, it's cost the public of Bedfordshire half a million pounds to keep those people at home doing nothing, and that's that's the cost of this okay. as well.
6: Ollie, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Ollie Martins, and the other voice was uh, Luton Councillor Jackie Burnett. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds,
5: cards and bugs.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio on the A1M southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage also it's very slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flittic and 11 for Dunstable and in Dunstable itself on the A5 southbound it's very slow between Dunstable Road and the M1 at Junction 9 for Redbourne Saxon Street in Milton Keynes is closed in both directions between the Coffee Hall Roundabout and Bletchham Way and that's because of the Rugby World Cup this evening so at 8 o'clock Fiji take on Uruguay in the Rugby World Cup match at Stadium MK expect extra traffic on the A5 through Milton Keynes Samantha the birth bbc three counties radio
5: across beds hearts and bugs
1: this is bbc three counties radio
0: With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute says it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners and a chronic shortage of staff. A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash in the county on Sunday afternoon. Jeremy Toombs, a pupil at St Thomas Fremantle in Winslow, died when the car driven by his mother was in collision with another car on the A413 near Aylesbury. And the Home Office says it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of Leon Briggs nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. Three Counties Sports.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: There are Football League trophy matches tonight for Luton and Wickham. Luton will make changes for the trip to Gillingham with injured striker Craig McHale Smith among those missing. It could mean a start for Jack Marriott after his two goals off the bench on Saturday. His assistant manager Terry Harris.
10: We're very pro Jack. You know, we we, we know that he's he can be he can be a very good player. Similar to, to Craig, you know, um obviously not experienced as experienced, but uh, you know, having lost Craig for for what was Probably a tight hamstring more than anything else. Uh, Jack's come on and, 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 and took his opportunity.
0: Wickham go to Bristol Rovers and you can hear commentary on the matches involving Luton and Wickham in tonight's 3 counties sport from seven. A reminder that Wickham's league match at Bristol Rovers on Saturday has been postponed due to international call-ups for the Bristol side. In the National League tonight, Boreham Wood are away to Kidderminster. Liverpool hope to appoint Jurgen Klopp to replace sack manager Brendan Rodgers by the end of the week. The former Borussia Dortmund coach is favourite to take over at Anfield, as Ben Smith reports.
25: Talks are underway. I'm told progressive very well. It's my understanding that Klopp has been talking to Didi Haman, uh, his compatriot and former Liverpool midfielder over the past week, just to get his views on the city, the club, the fans, what it means to be the Liverpool manager. He is, I'm told, very open to joining Liverpool. He likes the idea of this project and he's certainly got that at Anfield at the moment. He's willing to work with the transfer committee, but he does want the final say and that's not something Brendan Rodgers had during his time there.
0: And Milton Keynes hosts its third and final Rugby World Cup match this evening with Fiji versus Uruguay at Stadium MK. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at eight.
1: This is Ian Lee
5: on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh
14: hot, dense state that nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started, wait, <laughs> the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, the developed tools, we built a wall, we built a pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery, that all started with a big bang, hey! since the dawn of Was formed in less time than it takes to sing this song. A fraction of a second, and the elements were made. The foot stood up straight. The dinosaurs all met their fate. They tried to leave, but they were late, and they all died.
4: They closed their asses the oceans in Benicia. You wouldn't wanna be a set in motion by the same big bang. It all started with the big bang.
14: Sick of us debating how we're here? They're catching deer, we're
12: catching viruses. Religion or astronomy? Carter, it all started with the Big Bang. Music and Einstein, Einstein and astrology. It all started
14: with the Big Bang. It all started.
6: Oh, three four five nine four, double five five double five old people are lonely we know that's a fact and the science has proven it so to um, do our bit as we are the BBC we're giving away our elderly uh, listeners uh, this morning and an idea I'm, I'm not going to take full credit for it um, uh, prompted uh, by uh, uh, Russ. Good morning Russell good morning Ian yeah you you, uh, you want an old person do you Well I was calling actually in now to withdraw
2: my bid Sorry? having having listened to your last sort of two old people well, I, I don't want one.
6: Well no, no, no no no, that, 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 that an old person is for um the rest of their short lives, not <laughs> just for Christmas. You and you said on Twitter you wanted a Peter in Warmer Green.
2: Yeah, but then did you hear that poem? I mean, that, D- yes. That's, that's maybe that's why it's get, so lonely.
6: Get Peter on the line. Get Peter on the line for oh, us. Dear, it's um he, he, he your thing is, you can't you can't it's like listen, I got a dog, right? It's it's kind of a similar thing. I got a dog, right? I don't like the dog. Me and the dog. We had a great walk yesterday in the drizzle though. I think that's why I'm losing my voice. But well, I don't I don't really like the dog. She don't like me. I don't like her. I certainly don't like her logs. <laughs> but I'm stuck now. I am going to have that dog until I am get this 57. Well, I'm going to have go, that mate. dog until I'm 57. I can't And it's the same with you. I mean, but fair play, Peter. Peter. Yes,
24: good morning. How
6: much longer do you reckon you got left? It can't be that much longer.
24: <laughs> what what do you reckon? About two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's only two. Russell well, would... that's a holiday time, isn't it? Russell
6: would like to take you on well, Then help with your loneliness. Why don't would... you have a chat with him? Go on.
24: He would learn an absolute lot about life, i tell you that.
6: You're not
2: going to read me poems like that, though, like constantly, are you?
24: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I only use that on politicians.
2: Oh, right, OK. Was that just a special one-off, then? Absolutely. All right, don't don't bother again. I'll teach you. Um,
24: I'll, I'll even teach you how to play bowls well.
2: Oh, that sounds like a nice idea. In like thirty years' time. Um, well,
24: I tell you, no, 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 no. Most people who take up bowls in their older years mm. uh, got a great wish that they'd taken it up much earlier.
2: I'm sure they do, yeah. But people have got to like do things like have jobs. And
24: and, 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 and you've got to remember that with bowls, it's such a social game too. I mean, in Haiti, for instance, there's a bowling club there with 1,300 members.
6: Oh, have you got many friends at bowls?
24: Absolutely, all they over don't the place. Sort of right.
6: I, I can see Peter why you're so lonely. <laughs> it, I mean, it really. Hang on a second, Helen.
9: Yes.
12: Yeah.
6: Yes. yes. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. I, I mean, um, are you phoning up because you want an old person? Well,
20: I don't know why Dennis wasn't snapped up earlier.
6: Really, you wanted
20: Dennis? He's so
6: entertaining. Well, I wish he'd make his phone calls entertaining. Maybe, you, maybe you've seen him privately, because the, the ten minutes we get every day are I not entertaining. recommend, Dennis.
24: Sorry, <laughs> Peter? <laughs> I will strongly recommend, Dennis, to the lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love
20: Peter, too. I love Peter, too. Yeah.
24: Well, <laughs> well, well I mean, Dennis is a marvellous character anyway, so... Uh, for, for anyone to entertain the public like he does when, then, when uh, does he
6: entertain the public when does he ever he entertain does. the public yeah, of course he does Dennis he, he, when he, have you he, ever he, entertained he, the public he, well, oh years he, and years ago years Hel- and years ago Hel- Helen wants to take you on does she
23: yes uh, well, I'm not a dirty old man, so that's all right. You're yeah, a dirty no,
20: old man. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not a dirty old woman either. But I'll think you tell you
23: what, we'll learn together then, shall we? How to be dirty.
20: Absolutely. And when I, I ring me the morning, kitchen, I'll Go, yes.
6: <laughs> go on, Helen.
20: I was going to say when I woke up this morning, I didn't think I'd have the pleasure of speaking to Dennis.
6: Well, you've got the pleasure. You've got the pleasure of Dennis any time you want now, Helen, because he <laughs> is yours. You've won Dennis in Dunstable, Helen.
20: What a prize! Hey.
6: We'll, we'll, we'll swap. Um, we'll swap details and front door keys. And um, and Russ, you've won Peter in Warmer Green.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I might. I might sort of re-raffle
6: him. You know.
24: God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. Asked, but that's happened before.
6: <laughs> well, I mean, thank you, guys. If you want, um, well, that's it. We got rid of a Dennis and Dunstable. We got rid of a Peter and Walmer Green. That does mean that does mean they don't have to uh, call us anymore.
7: Can we get rid of Matt and Dave Luton next?
6: Oh, please, can we? Yes, let's get rid of Matt. Oh, three four five nine four double five is the phone number. Hey, this
15: is all right, Justin. We're getting rid of the uh, the deadwood. I think it's fantastic, but Peter and Walmer Green, can I just say that I've actually taken Peter onto the streets with me, and he saw this uh, young, tanned, good-looking lady coming from a a good hundred yards away. He made his move, and that young lady, who's about 18 years old... Is now his wife. (laughs) She (laughs) absolutely loved him.
6: Oh, yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Well, we're going to give away the rest. Of, we're going to give away the rest of them later on. Before that, though, Justin, very important survey in the uh, yeah. papers has found out people with red, what is it, red, black, and purple wallpaper mm. are getting it more than anybody else. True. And we, your, yeah. your 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 wallpaper remind us the colour of yours. It's purple. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You've taken this to the streets. How, how did it go down? Uh
15: yeah, It went down. uh It, it was a slow burner, but uh, we yep. eventually got there. Obviously, you know, asking very, very personal questions on the streets yep. early in the morning. Um Here's what happened on the streets, boss.
19: Taking it to the street no with J-Dog. Hashtag sexy wallpaper. Good
15: morning. What's the um, what's the, the colour wallpaper you've got in your
13: bedroom?
19: Purple. Really? Yeah.
15: Absolute player. Cheers. Fernando, how are yes. you this morning? Not bad. Good. Where are you from in the world, Fernando? Uh, from Sri Lanka. Let's get the Sri Lankan perspective. Let's get it out there, Fernando. Okay? Yeah. Uh, what colour yeah. are the walls in your bedroom? Uh, cream colour. Oh. Yeah. That was me thinking you are a player. By you having a cream-coloured wall, oh. that means, unfortunately, yeah. there's not much action for you in the bedroom. Is that a fair perspective? No, it's wrong. How many girlfriends have you got? Uh, I'm married. Yeah, but how many girlfriends have you got, though? Uh, before the marriage, are you asking? No, no, I'm on about now. You're married, but how many girlfriends have you got? I don't have any girlfriend. I have my wife. Yeah, but how many girlfriends have you got oh, alongside yeah. your wife? No, I don't have any. Michael. Michael, what colour is the wallpaper in your bedroom? Grey. Um, it says this morning that that those sort of colors mean that you're not getting a lot of action in the bedroom Is that a fair point incorrect? No? Yeah, incorrect. Madam, what color is the uh, is the wallpaper in your bedroom? Pink. What? <laughs> pink! Why pink?
16: <laughs> I'm a girl <laughs>
15: I take it. There's no fella involved. There is. <laughs> and what, what does he make of this? Changing it. <laughs> to what? Black. Uh, okay. <laughs> If you have red, purple, or black walls in your bedroom, according to the papers this morning, there's lots of activity in there.
2: No, <laughs> really go
6: Very, very sexy, Justin. Thank you. He's a lot. Father under hashtag wowzers. <laughs> uh, daily word speech in the next hour. Keep listening. Something will pop up that you can make gold out of, I'm sure.
15: Excellent stuff. Thank you, you boss. with this a bit.
8: M1 is very slow southbound from Junction 12 for Flitic to 11 for Dunstable. It's also very busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. In Hamilhempstead, it's busy too on the A41 southbound. It's slow from two waters road at the turn turnoff towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Langley. In St. it's on the A1 southbound, there are delays from the St. Neots junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. And on the train departure towards there are no major delays, but if you're using the London Overground today, there's no service between Willes, Junction and Camden Road because of a signaling problem at Hampstead Heath. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy.
6: 7.45, Tuesday the 6th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute says it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners and a chronic shortage of staff. A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash in the county on Sunday afternoon. And the Home Office says it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of Leon Briggs nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. Let's get the weather.
16: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties
5: Radio.
16: Hello there, a mild day today but uh, lots of showers around and they're going to be pretty heavy and slow moving, probably with some thunder and lightning as well. Things do brighten up a little this afternoon, we'll see some breaks in between the showers giving us brighter perhaps sunny spells but those showers do continue all the way through the night. Temperatures today reaching 18 degrees Celsius, continues to be quite mild tonight with lows of 11 degrees and a cloudy day tomorrow but calming down a little just occasional isolated showers, so many of us having a dry one but uh, feeling much more fresh with highs of 16 degrees Celsius. And chilly starts for Thursday and Friday, looking drier and more settled, but always the possibility of an isolated shower. And then quite settled over the weekend, but a little on the breezy side. That's your latest forecast. Cheers, my dears. Make yourself
1: happy on BBC One. We... No, 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 no,
6: no, no. I've said, I've said. So well, none of that. As soon as Paul Hollywood and Tess Daly promote my show on theirs... Um, then I will promote there someone They don't need the Great British Bake Off doesn't need local radio stations to advertise them. If you don't if you're listening you, if you're at home and say, oh flip, there's this great but what, what's it? Let me write this down. Great British what? That sounds amazing. Sounds I've never like, heard of it's that. It's too
7: late to join it now, it's nearly finished. It's
6: in all of the newspapers. It's on all of the T V well, it's on one TV channel. It's on two, is it on two? Is the spin-off show on one or two? Spin- uh, spin-off no, on, yeah, I think it's on two. So it? it's on two channels. You don't need. We ain't. We ain't got no listeners at this station. Speak for yourself. Chance would be a fine thing. We ain't got no listeners on this show. It's an exaggeration. I'm downplaying it. We haven't got enough listeners. Thank you for our liking. Um, so we we should be advertised on Uh. uh shouldn't we? Really? When's that going to happen? Well, ex- mm. Ex- mm. Exactly, mm. guys. Exactly. I mean, it did actually happen once, but only regional.
7: We want to go big. We, we want to go
6: national. We want to do uh, as uh, the clown would say. We want to go large. We'd like to go large. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now, last week, we heard about the millions of pounds being spent on an apparently pointless uh, review or reviews into the future of healthcare in Milton Keynes and Bedford. Healthier Together began four years ago, but was scrapped at a cost of just over £2 million and was replaced by another review, which the mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson, says is costing a further £3 million. So let me add them up. one, two, three, two. That's £5 million. And the reviews haven't come out yet. Oh, man. Uh, they were supposed to come out last year. We had a couple of dates last year, then a couple of dates this year. And now we're being told Christmas. But actually, the whisper is that's unlikely. Well, the MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller, says it's now time to abandon this latest review. He joins me now. Morning, Richard. Morning, Ian. Um, We are... I mean, the latest we heard was possibly Christmas, although the whispers were actually probably be March or something like that next year. We're close, aren't we, Richard? We're close. Why abandon it now when we're so close?
22: Well, we're not close, Ian. I mean, you said that we haven't had the results of the reviews. Well, we have, and the problem with the results is they don't show a solution particularly between Bford and Milton Keynes my question is if you're given a square peg and a round hole at some point you're going to reach the conclusion you've got to stop tr- trying to bang it into the hole
6: um fi- it is about five million quid isn't it that this is this is cost it's it's kind of uh, it's a brave move to just write off that five million quid
22: well look it is I mean the, the objective of the study is to save money because we are making. I know that's in the, in the, the delicious
6: area. irony of it. Is to save money, it's really, five it is, million
22: quid. It is, it, is, it is an irony, which the management consultants are laughing at all the way to the bank. Mm. But if you look at the money, there's another issue here. Ian, if you look at the two hospitals at the centre of this, Bedford Hospital and Milton Keynes, each of them has a different regulator. Stay with me. I know it's the NHS is complicated. Okay, I'm, the I'm focusing. For Bedford Hospital, it's the TDA. That's their regulator. For Milton Keynes Hospital, it's Monitor. Now, let's see what the two hospitals have done over the last year in terms of their efforts for saving money. In Bedford last year, their loss was just over £20 million. This year, they're going to cut that by 25% to £16 million. Perhaps not enough, but going in the right direction. If you look at Milton Keynes Hospital, its loss last year was £25 million, and the issue is planned to be £36 million, almost 50% higher. So if the objective... Is to save money. My question is, what is going on at Milton Keynes Hospital, and what is the regulator doing to hold them to
6: account? Let's. We'll come back to Milton Keynes in a second. So let's focus on Bedford, which, is as, as you say, is making improvements. Still a long way to go, but is, is making improvements. What do you see as the future of, of of healthcare in Bedford in general?
22: Well, it's not just what I see. It's what the doctors at Bedford Hospital are already doing. They have a strategy. Their strategy is to look to create clinical pathways, that is when you get sicker, where do you go when the care of Bedford is not a high enough standard for you to be looked after. So if you have a heart attack today in Bedford, the chances are you'll go straight past Bedford Hospital to Brooks. In other circumstances, you may go to Bedford first and then to another hospital. For the last 12 months, doctors at Bedford Hospital have been working with other partners in other hospitals to try and create that new future where we can draw on the expertise at other hospitals, but deliver it closely here in Bedford. A bit like the Moorfields Hospital model mm. we have here in Bedford. Interestingly enough, that's what the head of NHS England says is the way to go. So I applaud Bedford Hospital for taking those steps. I want the regulators to recognise that that's the way of the future.
6: Um, you mentioned Addenbrooke's Hospital. That That's failing, isn't it? That's in special measures. And it was or it is or it was running up debts of about a million quid a week.
26: Well, Addenbrooke's is a,
22: a special type of hospital because it, it has the general hospital services that it has for the local Cambridge community but it also has areas of specialist health care which is serves for a much broader area of the country all across the east of England and it's that level there are no there, The actual report that was produced by CQC actually said their quality of care was still absolutely first class and that the standard of interaction between hospital staff and the, and the patients was first class too so I look at this as an issue where Bedford Hospital can help Adam Brooks we can help them Load balance their activities. You know, some people, somewhere halfway between Beth and Cambridge, might be going to Addenbrook. Why don't those patients be redirected to come to Bedford Hospital rather than Addenbrook, whilst Addenbrook is sorting out some of the problems it has in terms of, of, of patient load?
6: Uh, Milton Keynes, you mentioned there that the, uh, and I'm trusting your figures because I don't have them in front of me, that the, the financial situation is worsening there. We've had a couple of stories um, in the last few weeks on this show um, about babies dying. Um, what do you think should happen to Milton Keynes?
22: Well, I think it needs to answer that question itself. And it needs to say, what is our strategy? We've seen what Bedford Hospital is doing. It's charting a way forward. It's reducing its losses. Milton Keynes was uh, seen by the Quality Commission as requiring improvement earlier this year. Its losses are increasing. I don't know what its strategy is, which way is it going to go into an alliance with Luton? Is it going to look to the John Radcliffe at Oxford? But more importantly for the people that monitor that, group that regulates Milton Keynes Hospital, why are they indulging these losses at Milton Keynes? What questions are they asking about what the future of Milton Keynes Hospital is going to be? Because it sure as hell isn't going to be with Bedford Hospital.
6: Richard, um, really interesting to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller. And it is a delicious irony that a review that's supposed to be working out how to save your hospital's money... So far, it's cost £5 million. I mean, gosh.
1: This is Ian Lee.
5: On BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Now,
6: isn't it funny? So, the Great British Bake Off show. Yeah. You've seen Andrea's uh, tweet. Yeah. She gets it in the States. Mm -hmm. What's it called in the States? I don't know. The Great British Baking Show. It's not called that. Is that's it? What she, now that's what she says. Now we we know that Andrea listens in America, and while she's listening, she you know the uh, right uh, the right wrist is going up and down, up and down. The left wrist suddenly b- b- fills up and the, up and down, up and down. She's drinking.
9: Yeah.
6: Uh, she's drinking Danny Warbucks. Uh, so she may be completely blotto by now. Maybe
7: to bake off means something different in America, and they've uh, had to change it.
6: Yeah, that could be. But did uh... you bake off? Yeah, you smelt it. You dealt it. That could be. Uh, that could be it. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. We're still giving away. Uh, Dave Luton mm-hmm. and Matt. You can have Matt. You can have Matt. I mean, honestly, we don't even need to check your references for Matt. You just take him. Mm-hmm. Just just turn up with a you know, open the boot and we'll we'll shove him in.
7: You can have Marlene too. I mean, she's got a wonky eye, but she's perfectly nice. Well, she is. She's one of the good, nice ones.
6: Yeah, OK. Hey, how much exercise do you do a day? Not enough. Well,
7: I walk to and from school to pick up the kids. That's uh, probably it.
6: Well, we, we, we've been told recently, and I've read this a lot, that we uh, American Apparel's gone bust. Yeah, I good. saw that yesterday. Why good? Well, because their adverts are like porn. <laughs> oh, those, yeah. You walk to, They're still going to be operating in the, in the UK, but you got, you got I, the first time I saw an American apparel shop in, in New York, my sister gave me a list of stuff to get from American apparel mm. years ago. I like I was embarrassed talking. It was like walking into a sex shop.
7: Well, cause, especially because the models they have look about 15. They
6: look like children.
7: And, yeah, they have a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of pant on display.
6: There's a lot. Of, well, there's not a lot of pant on display. There's a lot of bum on display, mm. or as they call it in America, ass. Ah,
7: And you can't buy those, so it's not fair. You can. Oh, no, not in that shop.
6: No, you have to go further down to Times Square. 30 minutes of exercise a day is what we've been told, Okay.
7: 30 minutes?
6: Yeah, a day. It's not enough! No. Says doctors. Do at least twice as much. Hang on, let me do the maths. Says about 45-50 minutes. Official advice on the minimum exercise people should do may not be enough, to, to lower the risk of heart failure. Do
7: you fancy a walk to Greg's? <laughs>
6: Do you know who's come up with this? Experts.
7: Oh, right, those guys.
6: The government advises that adults should undertake 150 minutes of moderate exercise every week. Just half an hour of brisk walking, cycling. Now, here's the, here's the rub. They always say this. Gardening is not exercise. If you're mowing the lawn, yeah, but that's not gardening. Depends what you're pulling out. Well, no, if you're just on your knees, you're on your knees mm-hmm. in the garden, yeah. it's a nice day. Get outside. No, but you're on your knees and you're just doing that, and I'm miming a little trowel. Yeah, but
7: you're, doing, you're not giving it any welly there.
6: A little trowel. You need
7: to, you're not going to turn that hey, earth over.
6: I went out in wellies for the first time in years yesterday. And how did you
7: make you feel as a person?
6: My socks rolled themselves down to their toes. How is that possible? I've never had that. Honestly. For the, put the first leg in, I just shoved it in. Second leg, oh yeah, I've got to fold the jean back around my leg, like are your, mum taught me.
7: Are your wellies too tight?
6: No, no, the wellies are quite loose. Oh. Size 10, that's the size of my feet. Um, but the, the sock on my left foot had rolled down to the toe. It was, the, it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. I enjoyed wearing the wellies, actually. I might wear them again.
7: I quite like wearing mine.
6: Okay, great wellie. Um, Danny Warbucks? Yeah. Okay.
22: I don't know what
7: it is. Have you got any? Yeah,
22: yeah, my nan gave me some.
7: Oh, yeah. handy!
6: Just half an hour of brisk walking, scy- gardening is not exercise. I'm not having that. You're on your knees and you're just trowling. There's nothing digging, digging. Um, it will keep you fit and well, but research suggests people may need to do twice. Oh, for crying out loud! I think
7: they're talking about sort of pole dark style scything,
6: or even four times that amount of activity to see, see a significant effect on their heart. I tell you what, I'm going to do right is while they're all deciding exactly how much exercise it is we need to do, I'm going to sit on my fat backside that's getting fatter every single day and I'm going to eat chilli and jacket potato and sour cream. And when you've worked out how much exercise I need to do, then I might consider getting off my bum and doing it.
5: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio. In St. Neots on the A1 southbound, a lane's been closed between the St. Neots Junction and the Great Bar for bypass at the Great Black Cat, at uh, the Black Cat roundabout, sorry. That's because the lorry's tyre has blown out. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 12 for Flitic to 11 for Dunstable. And in Dunstable itself on the A5, it's fairly busy southbound between Dunstable Road and the M1. In Wendover on the A413, it's slow between Nashley Road and London Road. It's also busy in Marlow Bottom on the A404 from the M40 at the High Wycombe Cross roundabout towards the Bisham roundabout. Out. On the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment, but on the London Overground, if you're using that still, there's no service between Wilson Junction and Camden Road. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy. Yes.
6: Gardening is not exercise, is it?
8: I don't think so.
6: Okay. Did you do I much exercise golfing. in Amst- Amsterdam?
8: None. <laughs>
6: no. what, did, what did you do there?
8: I went to see... Um, the Anne Frank Museum? Canals.
6: Canal. Not so, the can- canals. She went to canals. Okay. Canals.
1: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines critical report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute, schools tribute after boy dies in road crash, and Bedfordshire Police Commissioner backs calls to publish report.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: The senior civil servant responsible for the prison service has admitted that staff shortages have had a serious impact on Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute. Michael Spur, chief executive of the National Offender Management Service, was commenting after ins- an inspection report found that the buckinghamshire centre wasn't safe enough more from danny shaw the inspection found that in the last two years the running of aylesbury young offenders institution had deteriorated more than half of prisoners reported feeling unsafe at some point with 155 assaults during the previous six months some of the violence was gang related and involved weapons according to inspectors staff shortages at aylesbury were a chronic weakness there weren't enough officers to conduct all the drug tests required or escort prisoners to education and training, leaving inmates in their cells for long periods. A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash on Sunday afternoon. Jeremy Toombs, a pupil at St Thomas Fremantle in Winslow, died when the car driven by his mother was in collision with another car on the A413 near Aylesbury. More from Paul Scoynes.
3: In a statement posted on the school's website, they described Jeremy as a much-loved member of their community, will be offered to other pupils affected by the tragedy. The schools say their prayers are with Jeremy's mother who was seriously injured. The boy was a passenger in a Vauxhall Corsa which was in collision with a VW Golf on the A413 at Whedon at around 3.30pm on Sunday. Police are appealing for witnesses.
0: The Home Secretary, Theresa May, will tell the Conservative conference in Manchester today that high levels of immigration make it impossible to build a cohesive society. She will say a distinction must be made between economic migrants and refugees. And parents who refuse to pay fines for allowing their children to play truant will have their child benefit under plans to be set out by David Cameron.
6: All the evidence is that if children persistently miss school, they get a worse education, they get worse results, and as a result they have less good prospects for the rest of their lives. So this is about making sure our children get the great future and the great start in life that they need.
0: The Home Office has said it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of a man in custody nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. In a letter to one of the town's MPs, the Home Office say they're sympathetic with the family of Leon Briggs, but they cannot speed up the IPCC report. Beveridge Police Commissioner Ollie Martin says it affects public confidence in the force. It creates a vacuum that people can then fill with their own
11: theories. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, this is the point I make, that it's... Actually actually having a corrosive impact on public confidence in both organisations,
0: both the IPCC and Bedfordshire Police. In sport, there are Football League trophy matches tonight for Luton, away to Gillingham and Wickham at Bristol Rovers and Milton Keynes hosts its third and final Rugby World Cup match this evening with Fiji versus Uruguay at Stadium MK. The weather, heavy and thundery showers spreading from the south this morning, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties.
6: Um, To the um, young gentleman that's just texted in, are you giving away Justin Dealey? I'll take him off your hands. No, 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 no. no. We're only giving away the old listeners today. Dennis Dunstable, Peter and Wilma Green are gone. Dave Luton, Grumpy Matt, not gone. (laughs) If you want them, get them fast. Not because there's a big demand, but they're very, very old. It's... (laughs) double oh, five nine, four double five five double five. Also, also, also. This nonsense that um, at gardening is exercise—is it? Flip. If you're mowing the lawn, but that's not really gardening. That's just manual labour. The actual art of gardening is not exercise at all, guys. And in America, they call the Great British Bake Off the Great British Baking Show. I mean...
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. American... American versions of TV shows. The uh, They took Fawlty Towers to America. We often uh, buy... We don't do it so much now, I don't think. Buy American shows and make British versions of them. They did the same thing. Uh, who, do you know who was in the American version of Forty Towers?
12: Mm.
6: One second, Danny Warbucks. Yep. Do you know who's in the British version of Forty Towers? Yeah, John Cleese. Okay. Okay. Did you not see the nice bit in Community where the guy goes, "Oh, cheers, taxi, Forty Towers, game over"? <laughs> Did you not?
10: <laughs> no.
6: Okay. Maybe that's episode so full. Um So was che- it Chevy Chase? No, 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 no. It, um, it was uh, the John Cleese character. All right, Manuel was played by Cheech.
7: Right, from and, Cheech and, and a Mexican, I'm against. Yeah, a yeah,
6: Mexican. And the John Cleese character, oh, this is a great one. I think I've got this right. I'm going to say I've got it right. The John Cleese character, Basil Fawlty, was played by B. Arthur, the, um, the blokey one from the Golden Girls. No. Yeah, I believe that to be the case. I believe that to be the case. Dorothy? Is that her name? I think so. I'm sure that's accurate. You can Google it. And if I'm wrong, please don't tell me on it. <laughs> that, please don't tell me at all. I we've thought... got a
7: question about, you know, we're, we're um, selling the aged today. Yes,
6: yes, 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 um,
7: yes. We've got a question from Sam. I Hello, just want Sam. to clear this up before we proceed because I think a lot of people are wondering this. Sam yes. from Milton Keynes. Do the old people come with blue badges?
6: Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know what? That's an excellent question because that would certainly raise their, um, th- they could get them very, very easily. I'm sure we could sort that out. We've got a printer here and a laminator. We can make you a couple of blue badges. Now, Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute is unsafe with high levels of violence amongst prisoners. That's according to the latest report from prison inspectors, which found that inmates are being locked up for too long with nothing to do, and a chronic staff shortage is making matters worse. Well, we've got a couple of guests on this. Let's got to Martin Lomas first, who's the Deputy Chief Inspector of Prisons. Morning, Martin. Good morning to you. Uh, What are your main concerns about this place? Well, we have many. It's
27: deteriorated on a number of fronts. It's not safe enough. There isn't enough activity prisoners are locked up for too long. There's a lack of purpose in the institution. Um, They've got a population there of some very serious young offenders, some of the longest sentences um, that people under the age age of 21 experience. Um, They're held in, many of them are held held in Aylesbury. They've got high risk, they've got high uh, levels of need. More needs to be done with them.
6: The the, the violence is one of the key things that came out of the report and and one of the contributors to the show, Russ, is that Texas in prisons will never be safe because they're full of the kind of people that end up in prison. There's always going to be the chance of violence, isn't there? Well, of
27: course. I mean, as I've already indicated, there are some very serious offenders in Aylesbury so it's a challenge and it's a risk, but it isn't inevitable. I think your caller is um, wrong there. Mm. It is a risk. Uh, but that's the r- role and responsibility of the National Fund of Man- Management Service, to deal with those sorts of risks. Half the prisoners in Aylesbury told us that they had felt unsafe at some time, and a quarter still felt that way when we um, visited. There was too much violence, too much of it was very serious. And the policies that were being applied, it, uh, w- we don't say that the prison was inactive. They were trying, but what they were doing wasn't effective. There were big issues around gang violence, which uh, gang affiliations, I should say, which, should lead to, which could lead to violence. And another, another issue, people were locked up for long periods of time. The prisoners themselves told us that that was causing in them uh, levels of frustration and, and, and uh, that in itself was feeding into conflict. These are young men. It, it, your listeners would understand that if you lock young people up for long periods of time, we found, for example, 40% of them locked up during the working day. When they should have been at work, when they should have been in education, they were locked up. So that was they were saying, and we believed them, that they were, that was leading to frustrations and difficulties and potential violence. And
6: are they being left locked up uh, due to uh, bad management, or or is it just because uh, the shortage of staff there?
27: Well, staff shortages were a problem, but the, the prison needed to uh, clarify what it was about, what its purpose was, its... In some respects, it's a fairly straightforward uh, function. It's, as I've already indicated, it's holding long-term young adult prisoners. The population is quite stable. There aren't many people coming and going, as you often find in other institutions. So there is the capacity to build relationships, build trust, make the experience more purposeful, get these young men, invest in their own futures while they're in Aylesbury, so that they can start to address the offending behaviour that got them into prison in the first place.
6: Um, we were talking about the violence, talk about being locked up care and education and, and activities that would uh, enable rehabilitation, what, what were those facilities like? Well they weren't good enough,
27: they, they were poorly led poorly managed, the assessments, the self-assessment process, it's a similar arrangement that would happen in a school in your community, but we found 30-40% to 40% of these uh, young men locked up when they should have been at work, but well, that's not acceptable 25% of them were we're recorded as unemployed. Now, this is a prison that badges itself as a training establishment. The clue is in the title. It should be there training people, uh, equipping them with skills and capacity so that they can lead a law-abiding life in the future.
6: Are you convinced, finally, Martin, that um, enough is being done to try and improve things? This this report was um, you, you, it was kind of an un- unannounced um, kind of knock on the door, wasn't it? We're here to have a look around, so that you caught it as it actually is. Do you think they're doing enough to to redress the balance? Well, the place is
27: deteriorating. So uh, at the point we inspected it, no, we weren't uh, sure that they were doing enough. Um, we left them with a whole series of recommendations that, to do with the reduction in violence. Uh, improving the quality of relationships through the application of certain arrangements and uh, processes they have there, and straight and simple, more education and more work and uh, a more meaningful experience for the young men held there.
6: Okay, Martin, thank you very much for your time. Martin Lomas, Deputy Chief Inspector of Prisons. Listening to that is uh, Glyn Travis from the Prison Officers Association. Joins me now. Morning, Glyn. Good morning. Glyn, why do you think um, all these problems are happening at this centre in Aylesbury?
28: Uh, I think Martin uh, summarised where the underlying problems are, and that is the fact that, you know, lack of regime, lack of uh, purposeful activity, uh, lack of workshop spaces, uh, and critically, a lack of staff. And all of those are a, a recipe for a deteriorating and failing prison.
6: Why um, is there a lack of staff? Glenn? Is it is it there specifically, or is it worse there, or is it a problem across all prisons that there um, are just less people going into the, the business?
28: Globally, uh, across all of the prison estate, uh, we've had a chronic staff shortfall. Uh, the National Event of Management Services have gone on a massive recruitment campaign, uh, and you know last year they recruited you know m- nearly. 2,000 staff, unfortunately, in the same period, nearly 2,000 people left. And so the turnaround, the revolving door policy of staff coming in and staff leaving because of the violence and everything else that's associated, uh, and also you can't get away from the fact, and even, again, the National Defender Management Services have recognised it now, is the pay that they're offering new prison staff is just simply not comparable with that of other employers, and therefore the pool of people to come in uh, is simply drying up.
6: What, what, what if I were to go into the business today, what would I get? What's the, what's the starting wage?
28: Uh, for 39 hours a week, you, you're looking at starting on around £21,000 a year.
6: Blimey. Blimey, yeah, I can see why it's not um, p- particularly attractive. Do, do you know anything specifically about the, the, the violence that's been mentioned in Aylesbury?
28: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was at, uh, at Aylesbury uh, early on this year. I could see the problems that the chief inspectors have identified uh, I walk around the establishment, to spoke to the governor, spoke to uh, the staff, morale is very low, uh, interaction between prisoners is very, very poor, uh, and we've seen some very, very horrific assaults on staff, uh, premeditated assaults which has led to one offender receiving a life sentence with a minimum of a 12-year tariff. And that tells you how serious some of the violence is within uh, Aylesbury Prison.
6: Some of the, I'm just looking at some of the words that are used to describe the uh, Aylesbury uh, uh, Young Offenders Institute. The Howard League for Penal Reform describe it as dire, dangerous and disastrous. Would you agree with that?
28: Absolutely. And what, you, what you've got to remember is it's dire, dismal and dangerous. And staff are working in there 365 days a year and trying to address the needs right, of over 500 offenders all serving long sentences, as Martin quite rightly pointed out. But also, how do we interact with that uh, population? How do we deal with that when we've not got the basic provision of regime? Right? How does staff cope in an environment where violence is an everyday occurrence and the, the threat of gang cultures and growing problems within the population uh, is there? And The National Offender Management Service, the government, the Secretary of State needs to take a hard look at what the problems are within our prisons and decide what they want prisons to do. We don't want prisons as warehouses. We want prisons to be education facilities for offenders, not for their education uh, in relation to reading, writing, because that's part of it, an education of life, so that when they are in prison, that they come out of prison and may have a chance of leading low-abiding life and not coming back on the roundabout and coming back into prison within a year.
6: Now, that sounds like, Glenn, it's going to cost a load of money um, and there ain't, there ain't none for any, anybody, is there? It's unlikely that prisons are going to get more cash.
28: It's very unlikely that prisons are going to get more cash. But the bottom line is, it's like everything. If you fail to invest, right, then all that you're doing is you're investing in failure. And the government needs to recognise that. That you cannot continue. They've cut and cut and cut over the last five years. They've cut pay, they've cut terms and conditions, they've cut prison places, right? And therefore, prisons now are at rock bottom now we either try and make prisons work and save money in the in the longer term yeah. or what we accept is that prisons are simply going to be a warehouse and that's no good for anybody because all what that will do is to encourage more and more people to come into prisons for longer, no, longer recidivism and that's a, a, a recipe for disaster for the taxpayer because eventually the tax and the cost of the taxpayer will grow and grow and grow as the prison population grows uh, Will we are from Will we are now to so potential hundred thousand by 2020?
6: Uh, Glenn, it's, it's a bleak picture, but I really appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thanks very much. It's a pleasure, Take up Thank you, Glynn Glenn Travis from the Prison Officers Association. That was interesting, wasn't it? I enjoyed him. He was good. Uh, 034, Keep his number. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the trams.
8: There are delays on the A1 southbound from St. Euston ne- Socon towards the Black Cat Roundabout. That's because the lorry's broken down because the tyre's blown out on Grafton Street in Wolverton. There's reports that it's been a lane's been closed in both directions at the Stonebridge Roundabout because of an accident. And on the A404 in Marlow Bottom, it's very slow between the M40 at the High Wycombe Handycross Roundabout and the Bisham Roundabouts. It's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And there are queues southbound on the M1. Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Thank you very much, Sammy. Right, 8.17. It's Tuesday the 6th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute says it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners and a chronic shortage of staff. A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash in the county on Sunday afternoon and the Home Office says it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into the death of Leon Briggs, nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station.
10: Do you like to keep your eye on the weather? Do you like to record the changing seasons where you live? Does the science of weather fascinate you? I'm not a sap. We'll
1: see low pressure starting to move up from the south.
10: There's something new coming to BBC Three Counties Radio, and we want your help. You'll need to have a computer... Smartphone or tablet and access to the internet. If you're interested in taking part, send your contact details to 3CR Mm -hmm. at bbc.co.uk. Weather Watchers, coming soon to BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Okay, well, I didn't know we were talking about that now, but it turns out we can. Yes, on this show we're doing a new feature, it's called Weather Watchers, and basically um, because we are sacking off, the BBC has fallen out with the Met Office and we're sacking those slackers off, uh, you're going to be doing the weather for us every single day just by simply standing in your garden and holding a yoghurt tub to measure the rainfall. It's something like that, isn't it?
7: Hang on, can I just have a quick watch of the weather?
6: Yeah, go on. Weather watchers on BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: This is Ian
7: Lee
5: on BBC Three Counties Radio. I, 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 I don't,
6: I don't actually know what that, what it is. I'm, 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 there might be
7: more to it than just I, watching I, I, the weather.
6: I suspect there might be. Uh, Oh uh, well hang on. here we go now we're having um now we're having an hour off or a, well, we're having a payoff right we just that 21,000 pounds for a 39-hour week for a prison guard um, uh, 21k for a 39-hour week, lucky bugger. I'm a 23k for 50, a newly trained teacher.
7: But uh, Wendy, you're less likely to get shivved by one of your. Well,
6: saying that recently, I've said less likely. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's not much. Um, th- 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 you're right. There is less chance of you being um, shanked in the, 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 the showers as, as, as it could happen there. But, but this is what I don't like. I don't like when someone goes, oh, 21 grand for that. Well, I only get this for that. No, no, no. Well, what that means is. You probably need more money as well. It doesn't mean that it, it, they're better off, you're better off. You're better off. You can't play that game. What that means is that, yeah, that, the, the prison officers probably deserve more money. You probably deserve more yeah. money.
7: So let's not play Tough Break Top tr- Trumps. No,
6: tough Break Top Trumps. Tough Trumps. Tough Break Top Trumps. It's Tough, tough Break, break. Top Trumps for me, Janet Street Porter. <laughs> Welcome to my new show, Tough Break Top Trumps. <laughs> um, it, uh, but, yeah, you're a teacher. £23,000 for 50 hours a week. Uh, yeah, you probably do it a bit more. They
7: deserve loads more teachers, but loads of people deserve loads yeah, more.
6: Yeah, loads of people deserve loads
7: let us I mean, if they can get involved
6: in the top trumps. Who's this plump? Um, Which one? Because uh, I've
7: got names here.
6: Uh, d- go dig an allotment. That's Matt. Which Matt?
7: Um, another Matt. Matt the,
6: in Wolverhampton. No, 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 no. Uh, go to dig an allotment, then tell me that, that gardening, gardening is isn't an exercise.
7: exercise. Selling off the oldies, can I have Katya, please? Katya is not an oldie. Katya
6: is like 36 I'm literally plucked that figure from my. Um, so well, you can. Yeah, you can have. Well, no, we're not selling off the young women that listen to this no. show. That's. What, what, what do you think we are? What country sells off young women? That I can say. What do you think we are? Pakistan. Can I say that? Do they do that there. Do they do that there? I'm sure in
7: some rural areas, awful things go on.
6: What's. Um, well, I, I can do it, and it's not racist. I can get. What do you think we are? Taken two. It's a film with Liam Neeson where his. is his, 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 right? his daughter gets That's sold. That's the one off. where
7: he has a very special set of skills.
6: I, I do love that joke where Liam um, Neeson gets a phone call from a movie producer, Mister Neeson. We got a movie for you. Basically, your family gets. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Tony. You've reminded me of an excellent group. Do you remember? Do you remember the group Tony, Tony, Tony? No. No, they, I don't. They were Tony, Tony, Tony were excellent, right? And they did a brilliant song. And I don't. Think I can play it on? Um, let me just hang on Oh no!
7: When you think that, please don't experiment with it on no, air.
6: No, 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 no! I've just if said it's, if it's. I've got it on my. Tony, 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 were and, and this music is um um uh, um Tony Tommy Boyd, Tony and Terry, Tony Braxton, Tony Freena Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony Braxton. They um. Uh, there we go. This is them. Um, hang on. Let's listen to this. Here we go. Listen to this. Do you know this? Do you know this? Um, Danny Warbucks, cushion one, because you're. Let me tell you now. Mm. Yeah. Gonna give it to your heart now. What? Okay, that's it. But the one I can't play. Poor Danny
7: just got danced at by two middle aged idiots.
6: Not my music. Hang on. It's not really my music, but listen. 1993. You don't know this? My ex girlfriend is a. I'm riding the fader. (laughs)
7: No, He's oh, 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 better off without him, probably. My ex girlfriend is a Educated woman. My,
12: my, my <laughs> I can't believe that you're telling me. My, ex-girlfriend <laughs> fantasy. So my ex girlfriend is fantastic. I'm feeling <laughs> crazy because I treated her so good. As good as
14: anyone in the neighborhood. Oh, my.
6: I got Tony bear with me. Oh, I'm I was so into to myself. Yeah.
12: I wouldn't listen to no one else.
6: Yeah,
7: my
4: ex-girlfriend, girlfriend is a
7: woman of loose moral value. apparently.
6: They tell me that my ex-girlfriend, girlfriend, is a
7: hooch. Ooh,
6: ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. It's a good song. Did
7: I get the idea? Is that what she was?
6: You got the the, the the idea. You got the idea. It's um oh I mean this oh this is a great song. Hang on. It's Tony 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 Day guys. Each Tony is spelled slightly differently. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Tell me mama, where did we go wrong? Follow me mama. Tell me mama, can we work it out again? Yeah. Tell me more than we ever go wrong Used to bring you flowers each and every day
7: <laughs> That doesn't scan, I thought he was going to sing something about a bong a
14: curse,
6: I've got to be careful because I might be a little bit sweary yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony Every time you call in I'm going to play a track from the excellent Tony, Tony, Tony um, album What would you like to say this morning sir?
26: Good morning Ian,
6: Ian, Ian Good morning um, Tony, Tony, Tony
26: you're selling off the old people.
6: No, 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 we're giving them away, mate. Give
26: giving them away. I will take them, because one of them in particular has haunted me throughout my life.
6: Haunted you? Well, they, well <laughs> there's a good chance. You mean, you mean they're not actually alive? They've been dead for a long time?
26: Well, it feels like that, Ian. Yeah, um, tell
6: me about it. Grumpy Matt. <laughs> oh, dear. You want him?
26: Well, 50, tell you, 50 years ago, I was living in Barry Park at Luton, and my mum used to send me down to the butchers. Yeah. I'd say, go to that nice young Irishman He'll always gives some nice meat, Yeah.
6: Well, <laughs> oh I I not you Okay okay good and yeah it, yeah
26: And it's 35 years ago I got a job at the Cash and Carry Yeah and that was a resident butcher there Oh no Two years ago, I discovered Ian Lee
6: on the radio. Good morning.
26: He's there again every time. <laughs> I can't get away from the man. But he
6: never used to be grumpy, Ian. That's the point. So uh, <laughs> are you saying that I've made him grumpy or his age?
26: I think his age. I think his senility is settling in. And he's. he was he was a nice, chirpy man 35 years I ago. Don't, I
6: do not believe that for one I know second. It's hard to, it's hard to believe. But well, hang on a minute. If he's haunting you, what are you going to do with him... When you when you get him, well, what are you going to do with him? When you get him, are you going to um, keep keep him alive, or, or what's going to happen?
26: Well, keep him alive. I might up the Leicester Arms the odd time with him, you know, to try and oh. pacify him. And but it, it, I think if I've got control of him, perhaps I can gag him in the morning to keep him away from the radio. Can
6: we call? Can we call Matt? Do we have the Do we have the ability, the facility, we have the, technology, the yeah. technology? That's the word. Do we have?
26: He'll know, he'll know me. yeah. You, know. while
6: we're doing that, let's um, let's have a ballad from. Uh, <laughs> listen to this. Yeah. This sat very uncomfortably in my music collection. Still does, but. Place to Kenny Rogers. Place to Kenny Rogers. You stick to Kenny Rogers. Hang on, here we go. Mm. Listen, listen to this. Listen, listen to this. Can I take you to a special place? Wow. I call
14: home, sleep home.
6: That that's kind of like boys to men, isn't it?
7: It's kind of like rubbish.
6: Okay. thank you, Catherine. Exactly. What? You're saying it's kind of like rubbish. Yes. Tony, Tony, Tony is kind of it's like cack, rubbish. It's Right. Okay. Okay. Let's try. Let's try one more song. Let's see if you like this one. Hang on one second. Here we go. This is Tony, Tony, Tony. You ready? Here we go.
9: Oh. Elvis
6: Presley was a rock star. <laughs> he was the greatest. He can sing his air. There we go That's the third Tony That's Tony, Tony, Tony He doesn't get to sing too often But that's got that's got power and spark, hasn't it? Yeah Speaking of power and sparks Let's uh, lose all of ours now Because Matt's on the line Good morning, Matt
23: How oh, dare you speak to me without phoning me Good morning, Matt Sergeant me, I know Tony I,
26: I, might, I might be be fair. You, you never worked grumpy, Matt, were you, years ago? Hello, Tony Hello, Matt Long time no speak Good heavens,
9: Tony.
23: How are you?
26: I'm all right. But how come, how come you got so grumpy lately, mate? You were never grumpy
23: uh, at No, I haven't got grumpy. It's uh, people like Ian Lee that's made me grumpy, Tony. Yeah. I've never been grumpy. You know that. I can
26: understand Ian, but how can you let people... like How can Kelly and Casper make you
23: grumpy? They're lovely. Uh, Kelly is the greatest thing since sliced butter.
26: Even, even Justin's okay, you know? Uh, do I believe in what? Even Justin is okay. Justin is brilliant, it's the other guy that just upsets the whole card. you know that. Are you going to the show next week and looting, Matt? Yes. Will yes. you
23: buy me a pint at the bar beforehand? Good show, and at least Ian Lee wouldn't buy you a pint, I can guarantee you. He promised me he'd come to Leicester Arms, but he won't do it.
26: I was there for my birthday last year, I didn't see you though. No, I'm always there. You yeah. know? Yeah, how are you, Tony? All right? Yeah, not so bad at all, really, yeah, yeah, you, man. You, I must, must get together, we must have a drink. Well, we'll have a drink to get the library here, but...
23: Uh, yes, we He's so grumpy in the morning. Uh, well, I'm not grumpy in the morning. He makes out uh, I am grumpy. I've never been grumpy. You've known me for 20-odd years. 50 years? What are you talking about 20 years? 50 years? Well, yeah, but I was young then.
26: So was I, Max. So Kenny Rogers. We Kenny Rogers. We got Kenny Rogers. We, got, uh, we love Kenny Rogers.
14: It's <laughs> quiet.
5: Beds, cards and bugs.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio stone between Hartford and Watton at Stone on the A119 that's been closed in both directions between Ware Road and Church Lane because of an accident. Also in St. Neats on the A1 there there are delays southbound between the St. Neat's Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout because the lay is being closed southbound by a lorry that's broken down with a tyre that's blown out. In Wolverton on the uh, Jackie Court report that the V6 Grafton Street has been closed in both directions because of an accident between the Stonebridge Roundabout and the Bradfield Roundabout. The A421 in Brogborough has a lane closed because of a breakdown as approaching the M1 junction 13 for Bedford causing some slight delays towards the M1 from Milton Keynes and on the M1 itself southbound it's very slow from junction 12 for Flitwick towards 11 for Dunstable Samantha the breath BBC three counties radio
5: across beds hearts and bugs
1: this is BBC three counties radio
0: It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley, a report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute says it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners and a chronic shortage of staff. A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash in the county on Sunday afternoon. Jeremy Toombs, a pupil at St Thomas Fremantle in Winslow, died when the car driven by his mother was in collision with another car on the A413 near Aylesbury. And the Home Office says it has no power to intervene in the official investigation into The death of Leon Briggs nearly two years after he died at Luton Police Station. Three Counties Sports,
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: There are Football League trophy matches tonight for Luton and Wickham. Luton will make changes for the trip to Gillingham with injured striker Craig McHale-Smith among those missing. It could mean a start for Jack Marriott after his two goals off the bench on Saturday. Wickham go to Bristol Rovers with Marcus being suspended, although manager Gareth Ainsworth may have rested him anyway. We'll have to reshuffle without Marcus on Tuesday. Um,
13: he might have been one of the ones rested anyway. You know? he's, uh, he's getting on and, and his legs were... You know, been used all season. He's done really, really well for us, and uh, I say it's, it's time now for maybe somebody else to come in and show them what they've got.
0: And you can hear commentary on the matches involving Luton and Wickham in tonight's 3 counties sport from seven. A reminder that Wickham's league match at Bristol Rovers on Saturday has been postponed due to international call-ups for the Bristol side. In the National League tonight, Boreham Wood are at Kidderminster. Liverpool hope to appoint Jürgen Klopp to replace sack manager Brendan Rodgers by the end of the week. The former Borussia Dortmund coach is favourite to take over at Anfield, as Ben Smith reports.
25: Talks are underway. I'm told, progressing very well. It's my understanding that Klopp has been talking to Didi Haman, uh, his compatriot and former Liverpool midfielder over the past week, just to get his views on the city, the club, the fans, what it means to be the Liverpool manager. He is, I'm told, very open to joining Liverpool. He likes the idea of this project and he's certainly got that at Anfield at the moment. He's willing to work with the transfer committee, but he does want the final say and that's not something Brendan Rodgers had during his time
0: there. And Milton Keynes hosts its third and final Rugby World Cup match this evening with Fiji versus Uruguay at Stadium MK. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at nine.
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
23: <laughs> All
6: right. So, that, as whenever whenever one industry mentions its salary and says that they don't think they get enough, another industry that's also underpaid will then step in and say, "Well, wait, wait a minute, I get less than that, or I get the same as that, but I'm working more hours. That's not fair." So um, we're not playing that game. But have you seen that? Um, that that tw- that is it a text from Steve? This, yes. I Read have. that out. It's beautiful, beautiful.
7: I'm on thirty five grand for sitting on my bum, playing on spreadsheets and reading the Guardian <laughs> online. I definitely don't deserve my salary. Uh,
6: if you want to call in and tell us you you get paid too much, you don't have to give us the figures. But um, if you want to phone in and say, do you know what, I get paid too much, and I'm, I'm guys, guys, I'm the first one to put my hand up. I get paid way too much for what um, as uh, one texter is called. Um, uh, th- th- more and more and more self-indulgent show. You
7: know that one texter is the one texter who sends us a text every day to tell us how much <laughs> she disapproves know, of us. I Morning, know. Janet.
6: And he's a key part of my show. Thank you. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, I get paid way too much for this nonsense. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call and say yeah, do you know what? I get paid way too much money and um, I ain't giving none of it back. We can do that. I think we can do that. Uh, 81333, start your text 3CR as well. Now, um, um, hang on a second, because I need to. Oh, okay, you've re it. Thank you. A Labour councillor from High Wycombe is calling uh, uh, for his local council to step forward and pledge to take at least two hundred Syrian refugees. Count them, two hundred. Councillor Khalil Ahmed says that the two hundred refugees is it's a reasonable number given the size of the town and the scale of the problem. Kath, High Wycombe's tiny, isn't it? Well, I don't know whether I don't know whether it's strong enough to take two hundred. I, I, I know High Wycombe. Fairly well. I was, um, uh, I, I was there when they were filming a Jamie Oliver Christmas advert about four years ago. So I know it. I, I Good memories. Like, I feel like I know it fairly well. Um, it's not it's 200 in... in uh, well, I don't know. I don't, Your thoughts, please. Uh, anyway, he says that the, uh, the government has yet to announce how the 20,000 refugees who will be accepted in the UK are to be shared out. Well, we were uh, supposed to be speaking to can- uh, Councillor uh, Khalil Ahmed, but he's not picking up his phone today. Thankfully, though, Catherine Guy is. She was also at the council meeting last night. We spoke to her a few days ago. She handed in a 600-signature petition asking for 50 family uh, refugee families to be rehomed in High Wycombe. Joins me now. Morning, Catherine. Morning, Ian. You got 600 signatures in the end. Well done. How did How did the meeting go last night?
18: Well, they've agreed, the council have agreed to debate um, the, the, the specifically the motion. They, can, they can't um, actually debate the petition, but we have really similar aims. Um, so the, the motion that can, Councillor Ahmed put forward, they're going to have a debate in their cabinet. So the most powerful people in Wickham District Council will be... Discussing that and talking about the quota of refugees that they're prepared to
6: accept. Uh, were you surprised by Councillor uh, Councillor uh, uh, Ahmed because you you're asking for fifty families, he wants um, two, well well two hundred uh, people. So I go, yeah. that works it about should, the same. Well, isn't it, about,
18: yeah. Is that two hundred? Is that two hundred
6: families he wants?
18: No, we, he just wants he wants two hundred refugees. So right. Really okay. So it's about, about
6: the same. It's about the same.
18: Yeah. 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 yeah,
6: yeah. Okay. Um, why do you think High Wycombe should take uh, more refugees than other areas are willing to take?
18: Well, I don't think it should take more than others are willing to take necessarily. I think it should take um, the right amount for High Wycombe. I mean, it's, it's a fairly prosperous area, really. It's one of Buckinghamshire's one of the the richest counties, and I, I think it's, it's a, High Wycombe is also a, a very generous place. And it's, it's got a long history of being multicultural and of welcoming people to High Wycombe. I think they can take a few more quite happily, really. I think there'd be a benefit, a boon to, the, to High Highwickham society. How it's long... Wycombe district, it's not just the town. Yeah,
6: OK. Catherine, how long have you lived in High Wycombe?
18: Well, I, I spent most of my life in High Wycombe. It's my hometown.
6: OK, so you, you, you live there now.
18: No, I don't live there now. Sorry? I don't actually live there now. I'm, from High, I'm speaking to you from High Wycombe, but I don't live there now. Oh, Oh, I've, I've, I think you're probably aware of that because you've—I've said that to your. Um, I think I've already spoken to your yeah. researchers about that, but it that doesn't mean that I can't be part of a campaign. No, it doesn't mean that you can't be part no, of a campaign,
6: but it does raise questions, doesn't it? Are you, where, you, know, whereabouts does it? Do you, whereabouts do you live now?
18: I live in Bristol.
6: And how many ca- people are you campaigning uh, for Bristol to take?
18: We're campaigning for for a lot of people. I don't. I haven't been very involved in the Bristol campaign right. in for the last few days it because it could be argued, couldn't it? Wickham, it so could so. be
6: argued that. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, what's the difference? What's the difference between Bristol and, and, and High Wycombe? One hundred fifty miles, hundred miles. It could be. It's. It's easy to argue for a town a hundred miles away to take um, a bigger share of refugees than your own town. That 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 you could understand why people I am might be arguing
18: going for my own ah. town. I've been doing. I've been campaigning in Bristol. It's just that for the last few days, I've, the last few weeks, really, I've been concentrating on High Wycombe, because that's where my petition... But why
6: not let the people is... in High Wycombe d- decide, you know... you can understand. It, it, it could be argued that you have a less... You, you should have less input in a town that you don't live in.
18: Less input than...
6: Than the people who live in the town and who will have to have these 50 families that you're campaigning for living amongst them.
18: But I do. All I did was I started a petition and I've been communicating with people in Wickham okay. about it. Um, and that's, that's all I did because there wasn't one for High Wickham and I noticed that. So well, thought, well
6: maybe, oh, maybe that's because the people, people of High Wickham it. didn't want it.
18: But they've. Well, many people have signed it and just because. And
6: other do they live in High Wickham?
18: Just because other people have signed it doesn't mean that they weren't supportive of the idea of having um, refugees coming do, to High Wickham. Do they, do they all live in High Wickham? Not everybody who signed it lives in High Wycombe.
6: What's the percentage of people who signed it who live in High Wycombe?
18: My maths is really terrible. I don't know the percentage, but it's a large percentage. Because it's so majority. maybe maybe
6: there are people that live in like Slough or something, and they don't want the you know they don't want the re- Syrian refugees in Slough or Windsor or somewhere nearby. So oh, there's a petition to have it ten miles away in High Wycombe. Beautiful, yes. Take you take you take them, Wycombe.
18: People are much more are much better than you think they are. I think, or than you're suggesting. I think you must be playing devil's advocate. Most of the people who signed it, in fact, yeah. everybody who signed it has an interest in High Wycombe. are I living. There, which is the vast majority, it's all HP, 15 HP, whatever postcodes. There's a few people who work in High Wycombe or study there, who live locally but don't live in Wycombe. There's people from Wycombe District who don't actually live in the town and live in the the villages around. Then there's a few people, about there no, literally four people as far as I know, who maybe five who who used to live there and are. Very interested in affairs in Highwick. It doesn't mean that they don't want refugees in the place they're living now. These people are also campaigning to have refugees coming to their, their their present abode, so, you know, the place of abode, rather. So, um, this doesn't mean okay. that they're just saying not in my backyard at all. Okay.
6: All right. Uh, Catherine, listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, 03459 555 is the uh, telephone number. Now, Here's an interesting story that got you, uh, a lot of you, hot under the collar. The dog collar. Oh, I did a clever thing there. I didn't realise I did it until after I did it. I went, oh, flipping it. It's like uh, Wally Webb, isn't it? Proper professional.
7: Would you want a medal? Um, Is there one going? I'll make you one.
6: Thanks very much indeed. If it's if it looks like a cup of coffee, then that would be awesome. Uh, it was. The, do you remember this story? We talked about this. The, the, the Royal Mail refusing to deliver to 120 homes in Aylesbury uh, after a postman was attacked um, by the same dog three times. Little, um, I think it was a, was it a Yorkie? It was. It was a terrier. It was a terrier. type dog. And <laughs> vicious little so and so. And it was an older woman, an elderly woman, who had this dog. And was what was interesting with the residents that we spoke to were angry with Royal Mail when I was kind of saying, well, maybe Royal Mail could be a little bit more flexible but the guy doesn't, you know, the post- postal worker should be able to go to work and not get attacked. I also thought, and Catherine I think came along with me, that maybe there was a little bit more to this story than we suspected. Well, well um, because
7: the, the older lady had been asked several times to yeah. make some changes, to keep the dog inside or to keep it muzzled. Yeah. So, and it attacked the same person three times. We kind of wondered
6: why keep talking so I'm going to sneeze.
7: All right, so we decided to um to ask the neighbors whether they'd actually spoken to Yeah, her.
6: no one had spoken to the old lady, sneezes uh, done. We, we one of the people we spoke to was Robert and I I gently suggested to Robert that maybe um it, if he would be up for it, um if he I, I I I didn't force you to do this, did I, Robert? I had some people afterwards say, "Oh, you kind of put him in an awkward position." I I, I was I I don't think I put you in an awkward position, did I, sir?
26: No, not so.
6: Good. Thank you. you sound like you could tell me to get knotted if you wanted to, so that's all right. <laughs> I suggested that maybe it might be an idea to go and speak to the lady. D- did you manage to do that?
17: I personally didn't know, but we have had a lady go around there who did.
6: Brilliant. OK. And um, we don't need to know anybody's names or anything, but, but, but what was the outcome of that?
17: Um, it does seem that the elderly lady in question does have some mental capacity issues. OK. Um uh- sort of, kind of sort of dementia sort of type traits.
6: OK, OK. And that might explain um, why, uh, because she has been visited, I think, by the RSPCA or the police, or maybe both. That's right. Um, and that, if there is some confusion, shall we say, in her mind going on, that would explain her, her inability to um, perhaps act appropriately and look after the dog properly. Definitely. Do we know where this is going, Robert? Now that we know that there is possibly illness, mental illness, uh, have the local authorities been been told?
17: Yeah, the actual lady who went around there is also a PA of one of the local councillors. Oh, OK, there we go. Um, So the councillor is getting in contact with Adult Social Services to go around there and do a proper assessment and to see where we go from there.
6: Okay. Well that, that that I I kind of, without that I d I didn't know too much about the story last week, but I kind of suspected that there might possibly be something like this um going on. Um uh, hopefully, Robert, hopefully some good will come out of this and that, that if she requires any care or any help, then um then she hopefully she'll start it. getting it.
17: Definitely. Um one thing though about the Royal Mail. Yeah, go on. Just to chuck it in there. Go on, chuck um, it in. On Saturday, one of the postal workers was seen walking through our road to get to the other road to post deliveries. Yeah. And then today, yeah. as I got into the car to do the school run, there's a postal worker on his um, bike cycling around posting as well, but they have to come through our street. Okay. So if they can walk through our street or cycle through our street... <laughs>
6: I, I, I'm going to argue in their defence, just because I'm, uh, I'm uh, you know, you uh, because I'm, I'm enjoying it actually. Um, <laughs> it it, it was it take two minutes to walk through the street? Two, no. min- how long does it take to walk down the street?
17: What from one end to the other? Yeah. Mm, about
6: about seven minutes. How long is your street, flipping it? Yeah, it's long. It's like the it's Royal long. Mile. That's it. It's but long. imagine how much longer it would take if they were actually having to post letters.
17: Yeah, no, completely. But if they can walk through it, yeah. we're just we as the residents are just saying, you know, can we not set up like a little stop so we come out and collect our posts rather than going please office. I get your point. You know, there's no parking. It's all double yellow line, Yeah, yeah. You know, that's all.
6: It must be very frustrating. But I think I think I've got this right, and someone will correct me if I'm wrong. If um, if a bill doesn't get delivered to your house, I don't think you have to pay it.
17: Oh, they can carry on then for the next six months. (laughs) They can carry on. (laughs)
6: Robert, listen, I appreciate you coming back on, mate, and I I appreciate, you know, looking into into this lady for us. So thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Robert. Let's keep our fingers crossed. A, that she gets the help that that she... If she requires any help, that she gets that. And B, that um, Royal Mail um, pull their finger out and start delivering letters. And the
7: problem with this dog gets sorted out.
6: And the problem with the dog gets
5: sorted out.
8: On the M1 northbound, there's reports the lanes closed on the exit slip road at Junction 12 for Flitting because of a lorry that's broken down. Also on the A421 in Brogborough, a lane's closed by a broken down lorry at the M1 Junction 13 for Milton Keynes South that's on the roundabout there. And in Milton Keynes on this, uh, Jackie called to say that the V6 Grafton Street is closed in both directions because of an accident between Newport Road at the Stonebridge roundabouts and the Bradville roundabouts. It's very slow on the A1 southbound from St. Neots towards the Black Cat roundabout because the lorry's broken down and blown out it tyre. And on the A119 and Watton on Stone, that's closed in both directions, so it's causing queues between Hartford and Watton at Stone from Ware Road to Church Lane. On the M25, it's queuing anti-clockwise from Junction 18 for Chorley Woods, 16 for the M40. Samantha Brick for BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Thank you, Sammy. I did, I did. Last time I spoke to um, the lady about the petition, I didn't know that she lived in Bristol. This time, yeah, yeah fair play, I did know that she lived in Bristol. And um, doesn't, it, doesn't it throw... A different light on the story, really. She
7: still means well.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't take that away from her.
7: But the fact we've, she doesn't live there.
6: We got if you want to give us a call on that, 03459-455-505. We've got some great text on that. We'll come to those in a second. Let me just quickly do these uh, these headlines. 846, Tuesday, the 6th of October. I'm Ian Lee. Let's have the headlines. A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute says it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners and a chronic shortage of staff. A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash in the county on Sunday afternoon. Let's get the weather.
16: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
16: Hello there, quite a mild day today with lots of heavy, slow-moving showers around. We're likely to have some thunder and lightning as well, but things do brighten up a little in the afternoon. However, we'll still have uh, showers in between, brighter if not sunny spells. Temperatures reaching 18 degrees Celsius. A mild, showery night tonight with lows of 11 degrees and a cloudy day tomorrow, calming down a little, uh, but still some isolated uh, showers occasionally. Many of us having a dry day though and fresher with highs of 16 degrees Celsius. Thursday and Friday, a bit cooler to start off with, drier and more settled, with just the odd shower here and there. And then it is looking quite settled over the weekend, but a bit on the breezy side. That's your latest forecast.
1: Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you.
16: Starting off on the M25, it's
7: particularly heavy-moving anti clockwise
5: It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only
13: eat off my ironing board.
5: Your stories.
13: Every room in the house was just... I was climbing over mountains of rubbish.
5: Your humour.
13: There's a reason why you
11: earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right.
5: Your opinions.
11: Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the, and the traffic wardens are so busy, so the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings.
6: And we all went. What? <laughs> I want a phoning about songs with the word "wang". <laughs> 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 and fair play, we've got twelve. We've now got three shows out. Yeah, it. I love it. And I said it. I told Daly, who's who's been away, he stared to death in the face, and he went, "I want more of these." Is that why you got a pen and paper? Yeah, see, I, I've been looking into this seriously.
15: That there are some great songs out there with the word "wang" in and the what, title. What have
6: you got? Tell me what okay. you
15: got. Okay, Mike Fellows. Mike Fellows. All yeah. wang heavily. But
6: now, yes, I mean, how. Uh, 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 oh, do you know what? I can't find. My, my, how are you spelling? Fellows. Uh,
15: F E L L O W S. Mike Fellows, all wang heavily.
6: Okay, well, I don't have that on this computer, which okay. is connected to the internet.
15: There is the Wang Wang Doodle. Uh, Howlin' Wolf
6: did a great version of that one. Ooh, I just I listened to that last <laughs> night. But it's, it's, as, as with all old blues songs, mm. you know they're filthy. Yeah, absolutely. Are yeah. you having a bath, Kiri?
20: No, I'm just getting out of my car, sorry.
6: Okay, is your car oh, full of water?
20: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, I've got a better one than you've got. Yeah, go on then.
6: A better wang. Oh, She's okay. got a better she, her <laughs> wang's better than yours. <laughs> okay.
20: Well, I was thinking of things that rhymed with Wang and I got to Tutang. Tang. No no no, oh, no, 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 no
6: no 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 I no I no 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 you know, can't go t- there. It. You can't go there. That's rude.
20: No, no, it's not. And it's a place. And anyway, yes. I've now found the song by Ted museum which is called Wang Wang Poo Tang. No, that's I think cool. I think no, that means good.
6: I think that means something. Well, th- I mean, of course, the greatest Wang song that we've got is. Uh... You have heard this? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> shoop, shoop, <diddy-wop.
9: laughs>
6: come a, come a Wang dang. Shoot <laughs> shoot diddy wah. Come a, come a, Wang dang. Shoot shoot diddy wah. Come come Wang dang. Shoot, shoot, didi come kama wang, dang! Shoot, shoot, didi wakama, kama wang, dang! Shoot, shoot, didi wakama, kama wang, dang! That's your thing, uh, Kerry. What else you got, Just?
15: Uh This is my favourite one. Okay. <laughs> X I Wang, yeah, by Dave Wang. <laughs>
20: <laughs> That's it, <good>, yeah.
6: <laughs> that. Is I a think, great track as well. I think that's just, um, that's just like, those are just Chinese names that you've no, just said. That, well, Do you mean Xi Wang by le, Dave Wang? No, uh, X-I Wang, I'm calling it. <laughs>
7: X,
15: X-I Wang by Come Dave on, Wang.
6: Listen, we could pick on Justin for many things, but not being able to pronounce <laughs> complicated Chinese <laughs> names, I think we can let him get away with that one, seriously. Also, <laughs> you've got to
20: listen to this one, though. No, no, no. no. no, no hang don't hang mention on. that one again, Wang.
7: Kiri, because that is a filth.
6: You can't mention that one I've again. I've got two more He's here. Justin's got more. Go, go, go. Wang Feng. Fly higher, Wang Feng.
15: Yeah, Wang Feng. Fly higher, and also Lee Hom Wang.
7: <laughs> oh, this is just people's <laughs> names. Love. But there's
15: what not the? many. There's not many in my jukebox. I've gone through the whole of my jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the Wangs that I've got. Well,
20: he's he's not left. He's he's
6: he has not left a single Wang untouched. Mm-hmm.
20: I think your show on Saturday should just be all the songs with wang in it then. Well, well the thing is,
6: Justin's on yeah. the show on Saturday <laughs> at 6 till 9. Catherine and I are going down the rabbit hole at midday. That's five hours What's... of wang. <laughs> five <laughs> hours. You're on commercial radio. It's your wang weekend. It's your wang weekend. Like, let's do that and we're all laughing because it sounds like something rude Yeah, Is that why? that's why I'm laughing yeah? oh, no. guys, guys. I guys, think it's unusual oh, okay. <laughs> it's different it's niche it's niche i mm. at <laughs> my wits end <laughs> have you got anything else for us Kerry or shall I just cut you off
20: We'll say goodbye before you cut me off.
6: No, I'm not going to do that. Um, there, there we go. It's uh, the, what, what, your first breakfast show Saturday. We just yes, mentioned it, six, six to nine. nine. Yes. Apart oh. from um, uh, the Wang phonem. yeah, which, which I believe he's calling. Is... I believe he's calling. Get your Wangs out. Which yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure if that's uh, risky. <laughs> yeah. Not as risky as some of the uh, people were saying. I should make a compilation album. Some of the titles they were coming up yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> I saw those. The, um, the the king of Wang. Thing is, I would buy that album. I know you
15: would. I know you would. What else can we expect from your show? Um, uh, on Saturday, we're <laughs> I do.
6: I do know. I do know. Um, Has Tony Fisher interviewed Nick Kershaw for you yet? No,
15: he pulled out of that one. Wow, he, um, he had to. Who, pull, who pulled out? Uh, Tony pulled out because he thought that the sinkhole in St Albans was more important than Nick Kershaw. What? I know. You Incredible. T- you
6: know what? You got off lightly because mm. when I mentioned it to Tony, "Oh, you're interviewing Nick Kershaw," he said, mm. "Yeah, yeah, I am." What band was he in? <laughs>
15: So you got off lightly. Jeez. So, yeah, Nick Kershaw maybe the week after, but uh, I think we've got Gareth Gates this weekend and we're, we're launching a new feature called The Wheel of Fortunes. Oh! Okay. And- oh, oh yes. yeah, okay. Come on. And... How does that and work? It's basically... Um, <laughs> that, we brilliant. we We spin the wheel, yeah. but we're looking for a voiceover. We're looking for Sadiq. You know Sadiq the taxi driver oh, in Lucent? Um, yes. I, I, I mean... We can't track him down. Well,
6: I, I, I could probably... Uh, Door with him! Try- Stetson. Yeah, we've yeah, got enough yeah, to. Him. Uh, we've got enough to <laughs> recreate him. Stetson. Okay, okay. You can't find him. We
15: can't <laughs> find. No. We can't find Sadiq. So basically, we, we spin the wheel. Uh, right. Sadiq hopefully will be the voiceover artist, and uh, we pick a different subject every single week. I girls' names. So the four oh. best songs. Lola. Yeah, could have that one. Eloise. Oh. Uh, Joanna, give me hope. Oh. Yeah, you see. Oh. The different need one subjects more. every
7: week.
6: One more. Kath, give us, give us one. For what? The girls' names songs.
7: Uh, Jessica.
6: Well that's not what song is that? <laughs>
7: that's the top guesty. Yeah, yeah, it's
6: called Jessica. No, it's, 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 you, we, we, we would prefer it
15: to be sung in the song though.
6: Jessica. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
15: <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that much okay, okay, more. Okay. Well, we, we kick off this weekend at six o'clock Okay, we'll do, do
6: it. It's, it's, uh, any, uh, any, anything else for us? Uh, no, I think I'm done. On your merry way. Thank you, Giza. On your merry way. Thank you very much indeed. oh three four 555. Double we five, double five we've got some cracking Texas catherine Um uh well primarily about the um uh, lady we were speaking to um um've uh, my, my computer's gone to yeah
7: Matt in Wolverhampton where can I sign his petition
6: this is basically the petition that has been set up by a woman it's had 600 uh, signatures um, and it was um it was Catherine guy that was the lady's yeah. name was what I was trying to find um and um, last time I spoke to her I didn't know that she didn't live in High Wickham she wants uh, 50 refugee families to be housed in High Wickham um uh, today I did know that she lives in Bristol and it just doesn't it change the story I don't know if it should change the story maybe it shouldn't because she's still trying to do good but it it, it does change the story loads of texters agree what yeah. go on sorry
7: The lady just said she had loads of signatures from an HP postcode for High Wycombe. HP HP's Hemel Hempstead postcode isn't it says Sue in Hemel Hempstead uh, we've also got one from S who says Wickham can't accept any more people it's overcrowded the roads are gridlocked like now I'm sat in traffic uh, there's racial segregation already in areas which are ghettos. Those things need sorting out first.
6: Here's a good one. I thought that High Wickham campaigner, was, this is on Twitter, was really selfless until she revealed she lived in Bristol. Re- revealed she lived in Bristol. Now I disregard everything. Um, and Matt in Wolverhampton, where can I sign this petition? <laughs> Ha! And that's kind of it. It's so easy to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be more refugees in a place that's several miles away from me. I'll just sign my name here. It's like cause
7: petitioning for them to go to London.
6: I I mean... None of our
7: business, actually.
6: um, And we're also asking this morning, uh, are you brave enough to admit... You get paid way too much. This guy here. We'll carry this on tomorrow, actually. I think we, we can do this in the, the, the rabbit hole. Uh, Adam says, Ian, I get paid far too much for changing gas and electric metres or in simple terms, loosening, tightening, eight screws or three nuts. I mean, really, those guys. They get about 70 grand a year. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Something like that. Do
7: you know who my new friend is on uh, on Facebook. Uh, I've only got three friends.
6: Oh, no, I do know who your new friend is on Facebook. And it's the most awesome uh, thing in the world. His name's Murray. (laughs) It's this guy. Shoop, shoop, diddy-wop, come-a-come-a-wang-dang. Come come dang. Shoop, 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 diddy-wop, come-a-come-a-wang-dang. Wang dang. When is he coming on the show? When is he come-a-come-a-wang-danging on the show? I'm him a
7: message now, so it's a matter of time.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's, uh, the interview, uh, when he does come on, is as um, enthusiastic and as upbeat as Carl Malcolm.
7: Well, he's a serious musician, so it could go either way.
6: I know. Uh, do, do let him know that's what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to talk about a woman giving birth because Michael McIntyre was so funny! She was laughing so much at my... She laughed a baby out. The thing is, you go to the hotels and you, who, who puts the chocolate on the pillow? Who the, the chocolate on my pillow? Be- I woke up with chocolate in my hair. It's not a bad impression, is it? That's very good. We have got time for this, though. I hurled a pea 94 foot. This is a sport, apparently, guys. This is a sport. Britain has produced a new world champion at pea throwing. I mean, really. Do you remember there was a fashion in the 80s for... um? Um, cowpat tossing. Do you remember that? You, you get a solid cowpat and you toss it like a frisbee. Graham Butterworth, 33, hurled a pea 94 foot to lift the trophy, a golden hand holding a pea. He said, You need a pea with a few indents because that affects its aerodynamic qualities. Well, there you go, guys. I'm going to go out and toss some peas.
5: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the A1 southbound from the Little Pacton off towards the Black Cat roundabout because the lorry's broken down its tyres blown out. On the A421 in Brockwood there's a lane closed because the lorry's broken down at the M1 Junction 13 for Milton Keynes South. It's on the roundabouts causing some delays getting to the M1 and it's slow on the M1 southbound 2 from Junction 12 for Fletic to 11 for Dunstable. In Watton at Stone on the A119 between the A602 and Hertford. That's been closed in both directions between Ware Road and Church Lane because of an accident and on the M25 it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy,
6: thank you very much indeed. I'm off for a steam. Yes. Thank you, Danny Warbucks. Thank you, Justin Dealey. Thank you, Catherine Boyle. We've still got Dave Luton to give away tomorrow and also do you earn too much money? Till tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across
1: beds, hearts and bucks.
13: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's Big Phone In, do you think mass immigration has damaged Britain? Conservative Home Secretary Theresa May will warn today that the level of immigration into this country is too high. She'll argue having too many immigrants coming all at once makes it impossible to create a cohesive society. And immigration puts pressure on schools, hospitals, housing and transport whilst forcing down wages and putting some people out of work. In short, she'll admit today that the large numbers of people coming to Britain has not been in the national interest. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you think mass immigration has damaged Britain? If so, how? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show. On BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC news at nine o'clock. Here's
0: Simon Oxley. The headlines critical report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute, Buckinghamshire Schools' tribute to pupil and Home Secretary's immigration warning.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: A report into Aylesbury Young Offenders Institute has concluded it's not safe enough with high levels of violence amongst prisoners. Prison inspectors say this was down to long periods of lock-up and inactivity among inmates, coupled with a chronic shortage of staff. Martin Lomas is the Deputy Chief Inspector of Prisons. They've got a population there of some very serious young offenders, some of the longest
27: sentences um people under the age, age of 21 experience, um, they're held in, many of them are held, held in Aylesbury, they've got high risk, they've got high uh, levels of need. More needs to be done with them.
0: A Buckinghamshire school has paid tribute to a 13-year-old pupil killed in a road crash on Sunday afternoon. Jeremy Toombs, a pupil at St Thomas' Fremantle in Winslow, died when the car driven by his mother was in collision with another car on the A413 near Aylesbury. More from Paul Scoynes. In a
3: statement posted on the school's website, they described Jeremy as a much-loved member of their community. Support will be offered to other pupils affected by the tragedy. The schools say their prayers are with Jeremy's mother, who was seriously injured. The boy was a passenger in a Vauxhall Corsa which was in collision with a VW Golf on the A413 at Weedon at around 3.30pm on Sunday. Police are appealing for witnesses.
0: The Home Secretary, Theresa May, will tell the Conservative conference in Manchester today that high levels of immigration make it impossible to build a cohesive society. She will say a distinction must be made between economic migrants and refugees, as the BBC's Carol Walker explains.
18: She has been saying that you can't have a cohesive society if immigration is too high. It puts too much strain on local communities, on local hospitals and schools. The Prime Minister echoed that concern. Now, this has been a big problem for the Conservatives. David Cameron has had that goal of getting net migration down below 100,000 but the figures are moving in
25: the wrong direction.
0: The Home Office has said it has no power to intervene in the official investigation.